So, Kellum, hmm. uh, I don't know if you, when you were watching the thing we're going to talk about today, but have you, you know, did you ever wake up one day and realize, sadly, like that you've changed the phase of life that you're into? Like, <clears throat> I was basically my the reason I bring this up. I used to watch movies and I used to just like, I don't know, kind of just be along for the ride and not really consider uh, character motivations in a certain sense or like, you know, just the depth of certain things because I was a child and I didn't have context. You, or you talking about like where where you watch fucking 40 year old or no, not a where you watch um fucking what's a what's the goddamn movie? Um, uh, the, this is 40 yeah, but Dang. it's different than that even because like I was already like more in my head. I think it's like when I when you're a kid, you kind of just like take things as they are and you don't really like analyze right. the rest of what's going on or how the world like affects or causes change upon things. And then you get older and like there's certain movies you're like, oh, this is still just fun or this is whatever. And but like certain movies or certain things, you'll just be like, you know. Like, for example, when uh, the movie we're going to talk about today, I was watching it and I was just like, man, this actually had more depth than I thought it did when I was a kid because I just took things. It's like, oh, it's whatever. It's a comedy or, you know, like it's not well thought out. Similar, like, we, okay, for example, when we talked about, like, trying to think of a movie we've done that I watched as a kid, but also as an adult. So I feel like we did It's a Wonderful Life or something like that. When you're a kid, it's more mystical and fantastical and things are just kind of happening. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is always how it's supposed to be or blah, blah, blah. But then you see like all these diverging paths as you get older where you're like, you could have just done this one thing or this could have made things different. Or this would have changed so much stuff. So like when you get older, you start watching the movies and you're like, or I guess people you talk about like when you watch E.T., kids were always like, oh man, this is a fucking dope ass movie about like and befriending a kid. And then like adults are like, no, it's about the single mom dealing with all your fucking bullshit because there's yeah, you know, I, all this. And you're like, oh, totally I mean, missed there, that. There is some, what I can identify with like, you know, watching a lot of movies now i didn't that like i've you know would watch as a kid i'll watch now and i'll be like these fucking parents are really like that that's that's really who i'm more like no nah, like i get it like i i fully oh yeah or like, i'm more confused like i look at their choices and i'm like no actually i know that you're a fucking horseshit like this is what is a child endangerment what are you doing um yeah so i mean like i look at anything like that like i mean with sport it's not the same but like theater when you're like when I would see plays as a kid, like I remember saw Lion King when it was off Broadway, like in a field trip, and I was just like, "Oh, this is cool! People are singing and stuff." And then like you get older, and you're just like, the amount of fucking work or effort that you had to yeah, put in—not through auditioning, but through like actually like hitting rehearsals and all that stuff—you're like, I didn't didn't yeah, comprehend I mean, that. Why do that. you fucking think I quit doing musical theater? I was like, oh, "Hey, this is actually like so much work. <laughs> this is." Like no, this, you have to. I, you have to sing. You have to dance. You have to act. And I also have to bring an entire fucking robe of clothing around to every single place in Dallas. No dude, pass. And that, don't be wrong. It's like it's it's weird because I yeah, like musical theater is a great example. Like I did regular theater. And you're like okay, it's literally the exact same. And they're like no no no, no, it's not the same. <laughs> it's actually sad. different. And you're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, I, yeah, I have to sing. As like, no, that's the singing is actually the least bit of your worries. Like, yes, yeah. you know, like that you, part. Okay. Also, if you just sing, people think you're a psychopath. Like, if you go that up there true. and you're just like, I'm just gonna sing and I'm not going to like act. They're like, that felt that felt disconcerting. Like, but yeah, like that, you that have to leave. Yeah. Was very off-putting yeah, and, and calling the police. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, speaking of calling the police, totally unrelated. But did you see at the Wichita? Uh, arrested a man 
about stealing the Jackie Robinson statue. I don't know if you're, you might not what? be aware. What are you talking so they have about? A, they have a Jackie Robinson or had a Jackie Robinson statue in Wichita where like they had for Little League Park uh, and you could go see it. It's like a bronze statue. And then they stole the statue. Yeah. Like, like three weeks ago in the middle of the night, somebody came and like just cut the statue off at the feet. Like it was just his cleats were left. Like they just like took a soldering iron. So I have no idea what you would use to cut through a fucking statue, but they cut through this shit and then took it. And it was like, this is horrible. And the police are all like, is this a hate crime? What's happening? This is black history month, all this stuff. Then they found it like a week later, just in a trash can in a random park burning. Just on fire. Wait, and they were like, "It's a statue." Yes, a statue, a bronze statue. How are the? How is the statue on fire? That was the good question because I kept wondering that myself. It wasn't melted. It was like they put like a flammable substance on it that would not go away. How long? Who's to say? Because it was found at like five in the morning. On somebody was like walking, like, "Yo, there's a fucking giant Jackie Robinson statue in this trash can." Police, I think it might be the one that's missing. Okay. Yeah. But those, the, those actually, that's a different Jackie Robinson. Statue. Yeah. The wildest thing, though, is that they arrested somebody today about it. And they were like, this actually has, from what everything looks like, it has nothing to do with uh, race. It's not racially motivated, not a hate crime. Pure crackhead energy. This man stole the statue for scrap metal value. I, Thomas, <laughs> I was, I, I shit you not. I was like, I wonder if this is fucking made of copper. Okay, because like that's the thing out here is that like people will like find like these like fucking like uh like different like installations and like drilling things like like all over the place that like are not really attended to and fucking meth heads will come out here and strip all the copper wiring out of it. Like I knew somebody who like their significant other like was like at the time anyways uh was like oh no they're going down for like 48 counts of like felony like like trespassing because they just would go around and strip fucking copper wiring off of all of these like government installations um yeah man it's fucking to me so that 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 actually wow the with that statue thing i was with you because the whole time i'm like first of all you did get the statue off of the feet somehow yeah. So in my head, like maybe soft metal. Maybe you're able to then, you know, like cut it, cut the statue down somewhere to make it small pieces and then try to go do that. But like, but when it was found, it was still whole. Yeah. You, Implying you that they couldn't get it apart. You can't take you can't take a copper Jackie Robinson statue to like sell like, hey, I've got some copper. No, you don't. You have a statue of Jackie Robinson. That no, was no, stolen. No, no, and no. This... You have a statue of Jackie Robinson. What do I do with <laughs> this? They were like, it cost seventy five thousand uh, dollars to like get the person to make it. That's what this like the city paid for it or whatever. Right. And they're like, we're gonna get a new one. I'm just like, look, I, the I don't know how. I'm mean, like, my brother lives in Wichita. My other brother, they they both grew up there and stuff. So, I, but I'm just like, I don't. I, Kellum, there is not a place in our city where somebody could like roll up and take a fucking statue like that's not a, that's a time-consuming ordeal that's not stealing a street well, sign it's gonna be like 10 minutes tall, like, out. kind of dead no it's the like... biggest city in kansas oh, so, it's, so it's, it's not like the middle of nowhere no it's like it's it, it's the one thing you see like you'll be in the middle of nowhere is this a fucking city and then you're back to the middle of nowhere it's like a, just randomly a city i, in the I feel like there's a, a there are times like there are certain like hour blocks that sure like, sure things but are more, kind of dead more places. not not a person like killing me and you in our youth when we used to like stay up till fucking four in the morning for no reason 
we were at parks often late at night and it was never alone there was always one rando or something that was like also like so in my mind like i don't know how like say they did this with like a hacksaw like something that it doesn't actually take like electrical whatever okay i don't know how hard or soft is fucking i would hope hard but regardless let's say in this mythological scenario that somebody was able to do that and then they just like get it basically off and then they just like have someone like pull their truck up and then just wait like okay currently nobody is looking at me as far as i can tell and just okay okay we're we're good we're good the wildest part though that blew my mind is it's at like this baseball museum and park thing for kids to play baseball and stuff there were cameras they like had video of the guys walking away with the statue and doing all this stuff they were like in hoodies with like fucking masks and like yeah. all this stuff but my thought was like i'm sorry who's watching the video then was there not a security person like hey I've that's been, not this, how that works like kill him there's yeah. a dude i'm like this is my thought like i, I get that like, like yeah man it just goes like it's like what is that i know that we're in a recession so you know there aren't security guards to actually watch very few but like I think very few like of those things are like being actively reviewed. Like, I mean, like I, I work places that like, you know, we like tape shit, but nobody, I have never worked at a job where somebody was like looking at that unless something happened. See that to me, I can understand that. Maybe yeah. I have just been in places where that's not true. Cause I'll tell you right you're, now, you're, you're wanting there to be like a room where there's a guy sitting there, like eating a donut and like, then you, you know, do, look, tell let me tell, let me let the world in on a secret about America. I have had three quote unquote, major corporation jobs in my life and all three places, Albertsons, AMC theaters and Best Buy. There's a fucking dude in the room watching all the cameras. Oh, always. I mean, I know they the have that time- like at the ball. Yeah, like, the only time that's not the case, like, the grocery store, like, trust me, people steal at the grocery store, but usually at the grocery store, people are like, are they stealing genuine food because they look hungry, or are they stealing food because they're just assholes? Like, there's a difference. You know something I found out? Apparently, like, Walmart, so, uh, you know how, like, people will obviously steal a bunch of shit from, like, self-checkout, and, like, hey, if you steal from Walmart, good. Like, I mean, I I think that, I think that it is morally repugnant to walk into a Walmart and actually spend money, um, but, uh that they will not do anything about it they know it's you and like they are like they have like associated like okay this is this person we have seen them we have them and this is them at this terminal we have the activity that happened if they scan things or like they see what you took they wait until it is it totals at least twenty five hundred dollars and then they fucking get you like, cause that's a different, that's a different thing. That's like a different, different level. level of getting that happens. Yeah. But that being said, $2,500. Yeah. You got, we'll that means you, like, you, know, you want to get a new TV. Like I'm <laughs> saying, like, it's just, just like, you could probably get a new TV with, with $2,500. It's, it's all, like yeah. an AMC. Now granted at AMC, I think sometimes they're, there's people are bored because they kind of rotate the management on who has to like watch the stuff, but also like, there have been mass shootings in theaters. I guess maybe they're, that's more paranoid. Maybe AMC is just like, no, we want to be in your fucking shit and see what's going on all the time. Now, there are no cameras like in the theater, but like, right. you know, in the concession area or like whatever. And Best Buy, oh, bro, like they have the fucking dude watching the cameras at the front door when you walk in so you can know that they're doing that. They're like, hey, man, we have shrink right here at the front door right. watching you. Like there's not... <laughs> it's it's that that works much better than like being sneaky about it. Yeah. You know, but that's like to me that, yeah, like I'm... 
don't know. Like the, the fact though that I assumed that like state or city or government things like you're talking about, but you clearly proved me wrong on no. this. Like, no, we can just go in there and steal this shit. These are they're play like so the fact that I would presume that like if you try to go like just jump into like a FedEx warehouse or you know, a Amazon place. There's like fucking security all over the place and cameras and people are watching the cameras and they're like, no, that dude clearly just jumped this fence and trying to like, steal all these packages or whatever. But then a place for something that like it would make more sense for somebody to try to break into to steal. They're like, nah, it's fine. You know, yeah. I guess <laughs> in fairness, I mean, how many statues had been stolen by not England in history? You know, like I, it is probably well, there a, was that whole like, number. I mean, people started getting all all touchy about that when people started knocking down statues. See, but there's races. difference because to um, me, that's you're like, no, I, I'm I'm not taking it with me. Right, I'm but destroying and vandalism and theft an are different crimes <laughs> behind a very specific group of people to want there to be more security around statues. That group of people is not going to be concerned about the statue commemorating Jackie Robertson. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, so, can we get a – I want to get – so you know how, like, there, all these groups exist, and there sadly has to be, like, black groups of the exact same kind because the white ones never want to focus on everybody? Let's do that. A black statue security force, you know? And we'll right. include Abe Lincoln just because, you know, I don't think the racists like him either. And we'll just, you know, make sure we cover all those bases. Could you imagine, like, that to me is buck wild. Could you imagine, like, you just wake up tomorrow and it's like, oh, so somebody stole the Shaq statue outside of Staples Center. Like, uh, you know, they just Jesus cut it off. Christ. Like, how would you imagine how a do Shaq you statue? Be like, is this the right size? Is it, I can't tell if it's bigger, if it's, is if this it's life like size? Statue size, or it's like, you, nobody would be able to tell. Unless Shaq was there, you would not be, you could make it eight and a half feet tall and you'd be like, I guess it's too big. I don't. Yeah, you. I don't really I mean, have a good frame of reference. Kellum, realistically, like, what is the tallest person that you've stood like reasonably close to within like ten or fifteen Six feet? Yeah, I. It's very tall. Yes, but my the guy who runs who like my HR guy is I want to say like six six. It is like just tall enough to be a little uncomfortable. Off putting. Like, I'm like. Hey, yeah, what's like I'm I'm kind of like I'm not short. I'm about six feet tall. And like, you know, if I'm standing up straight, but like this gentleman is like like, no, nah, that that's what tall actually is. Like yes. this is not. I am I am just the height of a person. What dude, Kellum, that person look at the top of Andrew's head having a conversation. Like, yeah. I want you to think about that. Now, yeah, no, I know. That six step that's about I would say that's that's reasonable. Yeah, that's like, how tall I, I, most when people. I think of when I think of any friend that you or I have that is like tall, like I'm just like, okay, they're a tiny bit taller than me. It's yes. not like it's not like now, they're here's like the thing. Oh, they're giants. When I was at Colin in theater class, uh this kid walked in and he had to duck so much to get through this fucking door at the school. And he's like ducked through the class and stood back up. And I feel bad for doing this, but I was just like, holy shit, what the fuck? How tall are you? And he was like, um, I'm seven one. That no, Kel, that's he was seven one. I was yeah. like, that's how it was like, nope. What the what yeah. it was like looking at an alien being. Okay. Yeah. Now imagine that that dude was like real thin and looked like he was gonna fall apart just taking another step. Shaq is that tall, but thick. And muscular yeah. and athletic and agile. Yeah, I could not imagine that's upsetting. Fathom, like my you know? paternal grandfather was six foot seven, and that seemed like too much. 
So like that is too much. Think, like I don't think now. Granted, if you have Yao Ming and Shaq next to each other, you're like, okay, well, Yao Ming's seven foot six, so even he makes Shaq look small. That's but that, like that's like but, you have a specific illness. That's not like you're very tall. It's like is is everything okay? Like is, that's yeah, kind of I like to me. I th- yeah, like, I, it's like there's a level of giant that is unfathomable until it's physically in your presence and you can't be like oh i go to the nba games with seven footers all the time no, no you don't because you're not that close it's, dude it's like, like every time you see Shaq pick up like a can of soda and you're like is that a d-cell battery like that's bro, like i was energy. watching yeah i was watching a clip or whatever they were talking about this and they were just like what's it like you know hanging out with Shaq or whatever and they were like dude we were in vegas doing something and Shaq was there it's like, and so we're all smoking cigars, and they like he showed a photo of him smoking his cigar. Like it was like a fucking, a dude, yeah, it was like a giant cigar that was like, it looks like one of those ridiculous comic ones that you see people like, oh, I'm, and you're like, that's nobody actually smokes those, but and Shaq's holding it, it looks like a cigarette in Shaq's hand, but in yeah. like everybody else's hand, it looks like a fuck. And they were just like, what? Did, no. Like you cannot understand or comprehend. Like I saw, like there's clips, uh, talk about like Andre the Giant, famous wrestler. Princess Bride, you should know everybody listening right. who Andre the Giant is. They're like, this man was so large that he would hold bottles of wine in his hand like they were, uh, you know, like freaking, what do they call them? Wasn't fucking... it like barrels or something? Like that he would drink yeah, like, like, a, like oh, a barrel of beer or some shit like yes, that? Yes, they said that he, they said, so like the bottles of wine, they said he'd have like 20 bottles of wine just to get a little tipsy because he was like that big. Hey, if, and if that's where you're at, maybe you just don't drink. Maybe I mean, but think about how much pain he had to be in. He had to drink. If, if anything else, I don't care if that's water. You live in a urinal. Like, you live yeah. in the bathroom. Like, this There's is how no sad body. his life was. He was so large of a human being. And I mean, like, I, he's got to be a little bigger than Shaq in terms of girth, but I'm sure Shaq was taller. But honestly, the giant was so big, he genuinely could not use toilets. He had to carry newspapers with him and lay them out on the hotel bed and then just squat and take a shit on the bed, then grab the no, newspaper spool. No, I sorry. swear to this God. This has to be apocryphal. Swear to God. No, this has to be apocryphal. This is all true because all the wrestlers talk about how Andre thought it was the funniest thing that he would like somehow get you into the room. And then you'd like walk in and he'd have that big fucking shit on the newspapers on the bed. And he'd be like, yeah. And you'd be like, Jesus, what is? No. Come on. I promise you. It's a proven story. And he's a very huge practical joker who would always but yeah he could not use the toilet ever like there's again especially in japan get out of here like hang on okay i'm, I'm looking i know at you're it. i know you're checking this and i promise you you will find out that it is true well i'm looking at a story about him taking a shit on a plane so i think that how some is, of this has how to did that work i'm just asking right. how so, that works so if, because if this story is not he took a shit he like he shit the plane like he just stood up and was like, oh, and then like that happened. What? Then it's all bullshit. That's now, all what saying. I could what I could presume is that he had to figure it out because not like he had like you say he didn't have the option in the plane. But I'm sure he probably just like sat there and like projectile shat everywhere or something and cleaned it up in the bathroom. But like numerous wrestlers have all been like, no, this man would shit on newspapers. Beefcake set up the story by explaining that due to Andre's size, using a standard airplane toilet wasn't possible. And though the wrestler typically made sure to handle such business before arriving at airports, a busy road trip into a long flight out of Tokyo meant he hadn't had the opportunity to relieve himself the night before. This meant the, uh, also go in the morning. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> That's how you start your day. Come on. Uh, this meant the odds were higher that his forehead 
than his own forehead. That's an insane thing to say that he'd have to go during the plane trip. And as Brutus Beefcake explained it, taking care of such a such bodily functions was easier said than do it. Done. So Andre, he's up in first class. I don't know how the fuck this man sounds. This is how he sounds. So Andre, he's up in first class and he tells him, I gotta go. I gotta go. And they're like, oh my God, what are we, what are we gonna do? What can we do? They bring him to the back of the plane and in the area where they prepare meals and stuff, they get a big black garbage bag. Okay, I don't. I told you. And they, See, this is okay. This is not normal. This is not like and this is what he did. This is this is clearly an extenuating circumstances. They yeah, string it up between some of those carts that they use for the drinks and everything, and so they basically pull the curtains, and Andre goes to town, buddy. I mean, he is ripping farts. It sounds like they're not human. I never heard anything like it. The smell that started coming out from under the curtains there started coming forward. The back of the plane then was where all the smokers went. So the back of the plane had a lot of people. There were people falling out of their seats, almost in the aisles, gagging, puking, you know, crying, screaming. And the boys were all following on the floor, just laughing ourselves sick. It's hysterical. That's fucking horrifying. Uh, dude. I would open that the door on the plane and leap to my death. Like, like I'm sorry, this is a I would actually imagine that yeah. the smokers section in the plane couldn't mask in a tube that has no air out, could not mask that smell or also, help you. <laughs> that th there has never been a smoking section on a plane. Can we just say that real Incorrect. quick? That's that is that is no, it has it. Uh, so not in on the international flights, 80s, man. yes, on international flights, you had to, you smoke in the back. If you're like, bro, it's the eighties, uh, no. you can't wait twelve hours to smoke a cigarette in the but back. You, you can't go. do that now. Like it's like it's no. not like that. That now you can wait twelve hours. But I mean, just think about it. You you genuinely remember vividly when you would be in the. I, mean, I don't know how old you were when you took the like, long. No, I remember there always yeah. being the things that said, like, but like smoking it, or no smoking it now. Never or whatever. meant anything. It oh, I agree. Was, no, 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 I, I think I hear what you're saying now. You mean people were still just smoking like, in the it was front like, of the plane. It was again. It was like saying like, okay, like make sure that like when you're out, you try to not get hunted by saber toothed tigers. Like it's nothing. It's not anything actionable. In fairness, like that's why Denny's was nice. Like I like restaurants that had the door. It's like no, we sealed the smoke in there, and then we have the regular restaurant. No, you understand. Thomas, it's fine. There's there's a there is a three foot pane of uh, brightly colored glass that is around those booths that will keep it out. It's fine. Absolutely, don't worry. It's about never it. gonna come over here in Smoking any way. Section. I still, man. I I yeah, never be a thing. Smoking or non, that's just not a thing that yeah. that ever. The yeah. funniest thing, dog. I went. I don't know if I told you. I was in uh, Austin area, like stayed at a hotel for one night recently, but. It was like late when I was down there. And I was just like looking for a hotel. The only place that was open was Motel 6. And I was like, yeah, I just need a room, whatever the cheapest room, like just whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah, no worries, man. Uh, it's, it's, I only got a smoking room. And I was like, what year do you think it is? A this sweet. man looked me, What's he looked me in my man? face. And this man told me that in this Motel 6 in 2023, that I was going to be given a smoking room. And I walked in there and there were ashtrays in that room. There was no sign said no smoking. You can just smoke I in was the like, hotel room. What? Now, great. It was well. Why hotels, would you like, want to? That's I'm like. Now, this is where the weird thing is. It was a hotel where if you just open the hotel door, you're yeah. outside. 
so you, I yeah, don't why, understand why would you not want to just go out that's like for me when I smoked that was like half of it was just I had an excuse to go outside yeah, when I was air. at a thing it was like I have to leave now I'm sorry I have to go take my five minutes where I'm not around anybody like, like are you out of your mind there's, it, it was weird to hear that come out of his mouth but the fact that kids today don't understand the smoking, non-smoking options and stuff. The fact that when you and I were both born, Kellum, now you couldn't do it in the rooms, even though my mom was given the option of it. But like, if you were still smoking in the fucking hospital, the years both of us were born, like, were they? The, yes, in lobbies and like the waiting rooms. No, yeah, that's right. I forgot that you could still stuff. smoke in the lobbies. Yeah, yeah, man, it's a different, like, it's a different fucking thing. It's it. There that is a wild thing to think about that. I mean, like we're watching the movie we watched today. It's set in the eighties, and it's just, they're smoking everywhere. Now they're not. Isn't a lot of smoking going on in the movie itself? Even though Drew Barrymore, I believe at this time, was a chain smoker, but everybody, like all these extras and stuff, have cigarettes like everywhere. It's just like, right. It's not anything. Put it in the front. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although I will but, say, you don't. It's not like a thing that like you notice not being present. Oh, it's so funny because the only times that it, you're right, you I never have not noticed it being present but every time it's super present i always notice it does that make right. sense like it's like it's like well so there was like a threshold where like when when people were smoking in movies still like prior to the year 2000 because remember fucking when lord of the rings came out like anti-smoking groups were like oh holy sh-. i mean they still like shot out of those fucking scenes with gandalf with just a big bag yeah. of toffees it was like are oh, you gotta be out of your fucking mind um but that like you you would have movies that didn't have smoking kind of um like i think like the i remember the matrix won like the pink lung award because it had the least amount of smoking out of movies that uh, fucking, i fucking i don't think I know it, that there is smoking in that movie. Simu- i know i'm like that yeah. but none of it counted ironically of simulation and funny though because like matrix is 99 fight club I think Helen Bonham Carter smoked a full carton in that whole movie. Like, just through right. the movie. Like, there's so many, like, ever Brad Pitt's cigarettes left, right, You, you, never, left, you right, didn't center. notice either one, I think, at that time. Like, you didn't really notice what Until no you was got smoking, old, yeah, and you also yeah. didn't really think about it when people were smoking. But now, actually, I don't know. The I only think time the... I notice it if it's is if it's, like, a situation that doesn't make sense, or if it's very clearly being done where, like, they are showing it's like supposed to be like historionic or something like they're yeah. looking back and it's like oh this person is smoking at the grocery store or some shit like that the funnier thing to me is more when i look at actual old movies yeah. like pre-50s you know like bogart or Cary grant like what and it's like these are movies where it's it's genuinely just so nonchalant doesn't matter it's like just like no this is the world we live in every human being over the age of eight smokes cigarettes okay like you're watching these movies and it's like yeah, people everybody just comes to you come into a room everybody just grabs a cigarette but the thing yeah. that bugs me the most kill them i don't i don't think there has ever been a time in life where this is the case so why do all movies and tv shows want to act like any smoker on the planet is throwing away a cigarette after hitting it five times right yeah that's insane like, that's, it's never happened I, it bugs here's me the thing so too. much if you are in a situation where it'll happen, where it's like, okay, I'll let those, I have to go do something. You put it out. And then put it back in the pack. And then you return to it. That's not, no one's ever done that. No one's like, ever 
Yeah, like yeah. you've never seen in the movie somebody come back into a room that's like at somebody's house and then like just pick up their old cigarette to finish off or whatever. You never see, you, yeah, you see people just like, oh, hey, hey, oh, it's time to go. Let me just snuff this out and leave it or let me just flick this whole cigarette. And I'm like, bro, no. People, I get inflation's getting to where it was before, like we're starting to get understand that current, that issue, but there is not a time and place ever in life where so I don't care what this is. A cop pull up on me or pull me over. And I'm not throwing my cigarette away. Well, like, right, it's a cigarette. You know I mean? like, there's it's not no, fucking there's crack. No, but there's no, like, I don't understand what rule or, like you say, what's what's popping up, and especially in these old movies. It's like, what is popping up? People would smoke in the bath. Yeah. What, like, there is not a situation just, where you can continue with the cigarette. The the almost the same amount of effort that you're expending to throw away the cigarette, you could use on putting out the cigarette. Oh, like, it's, less it's, so. I mean, like, throw away the cigarette. You have to make sure it goes out. You have to stomp your yeah, foot unless the, you want to start a forest the, fire. The know? thing where somebody is like putting out a cigarette and they're like breaking the fucking cigarette in half, putting it out. That's the thing that drives me insane where I see that. And it's just like, <laughs> like typically it's in like, you know, like like a, a, a visual medium, like in, in some sort of like a uh, like a, a graphic novel or something of that yeah. ilk. But I'm like, no one's ever done that. Come on. You know what? Like people, I could believe somebody no. throwing away a third of a cigarette like if they were like all right i'm like i'm almost done but there's just like only a few hits left anyway. if like you know that it's but... like it's what you have left is not enough to really count like to you save, are going to yeah. have to light another cigarette at the end of it anyways maybe but you're like, like okay or like you're like okay i can sit here for another 30 seconds and then put this out or i can just throw it i'm not gonna relight it later on this is it's past the point of no return it's vinegar strokes right. of cigarettes now Speaking of past the point of no return, I think we can transition. We've dealt, you know, prattled on for a little bit. Let's talk about instead uh, the wedding singer from 1998, uh, right. starring Adam Sandler and uh, Drew Barrymore. The first of three, I think it's three. I don't know if they have a fourth one yet. Uh, rom coms they do together. And for me, I think we talked about. I don't know if we talked about this on. No, this is off my class time so yeah this was the first adam sandler movie i saw you know uh i think you said that it was also your first adam nope. sandler movie nope i i think uh little nicky was my first adam sandler movie okay, but, okay. so one thing yes this came out in 1998 they definitely referenced the year 1993 as an upcoming thing in this movie when the fuck did they film this this is supposed to be in the 80s, though. Like, oh, clearly okay. set in the 80s. So right. I, but, I guess uh, I didn't like, think about that. Is like this being like a kind of like. Yeah, you can tell from all the music and the fact that everyone's like, oh, look, there's a point in the movie when uh, somebody's making fun of Glenn and they're like, oh, you're trying to get married at this time, but aren't you going to miss Miami Vice? Like, no, it's in the off season. The reruns right now. I'm good. Right, right. So right, clearly right. it's got to be the 80s. If, you know, people are wearing fucking Michael Jackson jackets with the glove. And, you know, mimicking Miami Vice. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. So this movie is, it stars Adam Sandler, who we all know as Adam Sandler. This is one of those movies, it's still, it's, I mean, it's a comedy, it's fun, it's a rom-com, but it's, yeah, it's definitely more genuine and heartfelt. You know, that's so why I think Adam Sandler does so well in roles like these. And then he spends the rest of his time having fun with his friends on vacation spots, you know, which I don't fault him for. Nothing wrong with the grown-ups or grown-ups too. Just I can't do a lot of Netflix stuff. You know, you have to draw a line somewhere. Right. But but yeah, Adam Sandler started out in SNL, which he was great at. And then, like Eddie Murphy, spun that into a huge successful career in film. 
and by all accounts, Adam Sandler is a great person, great human being. So, you know, wish him nothing but the best. Drew Barrymore. Now, Drew Barrymore, what's funny is, I think, wasn't she still like the bad girl? She hadn't quite, this movie helped to like get her image back. Cause like, wasn't was this around she? the time because, she was like, she, she was, like, that was like flashing she was, like, Letterman. Eight. Yeah, but that was like the 90s still. So this is 98. So that means like when did she flash Leatherman? Like ninety six, ninety five. Like I'm trying to figure when was she like getting in trouble at the clubs and doing all that stuff. Like that's it's just funny to me that in the rom com with like it's like the bad girl and the wholesome guy, as opposed to you know the Danny Zuko and Sandy. It's like flipped, which is so that was twenty six years ago. Twenty six so... years ago. Let's see. Drew Barrymore is 48. So that would mean that she was 22. Hang on. It's it's embarrassing how bad I I know you can't math. It's 22. Yeah, so she was 22. So then then um when what what year was that? 22 years ago was 22 years ago. 2001. No, yeah, 2000, ago. Sorry, 25, 25 years, years ago. ago was 1999. No, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. this was in 2023, this article came out. So it would have been oh, in 1997. Okay. okay. So, so it's about right that before time. this. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's just definitely a different dynamic, but they play yeah. the characters of Robbie and Julia. Uh, Robbie's the wedding singer. He. <laughs> It's so funny because like I guess I didn't really notice this when I was uh younger watching the movie. But yeah, he was like a in a rock band, like a local rock band he's the lead singer of. Uh and then he yeah, they didn't make it, so he's like started singing in wedding gigs and stuff. And I was like, Okay, that's logical and how you could fall into being a wedding singer, I guess. You were already a singer and yeah. you had money. Now, I wanna point out because there's not really a point in the movie, I can't remember where it comes up, but like I did hear them quote and say that he, they, they are paying $60 a gig. Like they pay the wedding singer group 60 bucks. Yeah. So. The Linda, Linda is like, Oh, I'm back. I'll be, you know, living in your, your sister's basement with the kids while you're out doing wedding gig, singing gigs for $60 a pop. Now my, I did just think of this. Is that just $60 for him? And then like this arcade gets 60 bucks and like the drummer gets i would imagine the his really... cut is 60 dollars okay that would make more sense because i was because like when the fuck were you paying wedding bands 60 dollars to do a gig at your like for your wedding like 1923 that's, that's so cheap i was just like losing my mind yeah but i mean even in 1980 yeah. whatever dollars that's like at most 150 bucks which is, which is crazy like inflation one that gig bad, a but... weekend maybe two gigs yeah. a weekend like that's wild but yeah uh but yeah so that's robbie does that we'll talk about everybody else as we get through it because the movie opens like at a wedding and robbie's singing uh killing it with uh you you spin me right round baby yeah, right round yeah and yes i just want to say though like i don't really know i don't think i had a thought or an opinion when I watched this as a kid but like, i just watched this now and i'm just like i fucking love alexis arquette like yeah in this movie like the fact that they were like that everybody is just cool. Everyone's like, oh, what's up, George? But like nobody so, has any issues. That's or... the thing is no one actually gave a shit about any of that until very recently. Really? Like, 
yeah no i mean like you can go back and you can watch like shit from like the 90s and the 80s like like talk shows where like they talk about like trans people and they're just like oh like it's it's not a big deal and it's like oh yeah this is like oh wow okay cool the only reason that that is a thing is that uh the republicans decided that they couldn't use the gays as a thing to scare people into voting anymore so they had to find a new thing and so mm. that is what they found instead. I because got once gay marriage became legalized, it wasn't really something that they could use. So yeah. that's, I just thought, that's all it was. My whole life, Alexis, well, whatever gave me shit Alexis. about. Yeah. And like and, and I was just always like, okay. And I think I was just like, as a kid, I was like, well, Alexis has been this way their whole life, and they're a famous ass fucking family. About. So yeah. yeah, nobody so but then like I was watching it this time and I was like, yeah, there are no comments or the only comment is like God, George Dante be like, uh, scary. Yeah. 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 And then another person's like, George really has to learn a second song. Like, that's the, that's the only yeah, that's, thing. Like, that's, that's different. That's, that's a, that's a legitimate critique. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They're singing, uh, having a good time, getting the, the whole wedding party, like, up, up moving. How Adam Sandler, I guess it's a small town theoretically, but how Adam Sandler knows to like shout out Uncle Marty and like Grandma Sophie. Like, I'm like, how do you, no, they. Hey, can I get some oh. names of family members so I can like shout them out? Also, the this song? is not a small town. Hey, I'm sorry. I live in a small town, <clears throat> or I should say, outside of a small town. This is not a small town. This Kellen, is... How big does a town have to be? He says there's only four Jewish families. So what? Like, I don't. That's a small where town. Is the, where is this? There's town? one limo driver. Where is this town? It's apparently like you know, fifty or so miles outside of New York City. How sway? Like that's my question. Well, okay, or... I guess. No, that's that's not. So I I I am an hour and a half outside. Of, well, no, I'm not an hour and a half. I'm I'm like almost two and a half, three hours outside of New York City. So like, yeah, roughly in this area, I guess. Um, but but it does feel not like a more populated. Just like roads. It does, yeah. It feels like a more populated city is the issue. But uh, either way, they're having a great time. Uh, it's time for the best man speech. And as a kid, this was just like a whatever thing. I didn't think about it. But the fact that it bookends and it has meaning as an adult. I want to talk about Steve Buscemi's character for a second. The best man at this wedding, brother to the groom. Because when I was a kid, I was just like, this is weird. Why? I was like, this speech is awkward. I don't understand what's going on. As an adult, I was just like, look, I know it's the 80s, but like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, this man is asking for help in like the most obvious ways possible without asking for he's like dad why don't you love me and everyone's like shut the fuck up you're ruining this it's like what yeah he is ruining it like let's yeah. be fair like that is a true statement so, this is not so the best speech the only thing that popped up for me about this and i don't think that, i guess this is in the movie but i have some memory of somebody something or someone within or without of this movie referencing steve buscemi is drinking johnny walker blue label at this moment and i was like that is not what that is like this is the first time i was like that is black label what the fuck is that like i don't know who i'm upset at but they but i am like i there's somebody the fact who that you told thought that. this alcoholic idiot was drinking blue is ridiculous well, he's at a wedding though Theor it's okay not sure. like that he's at home that okay 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 yeah that's it's a, a wedding point. that his parents paid for maybe it's just to make the him when he drops the whole drink later feel more hurtful if he knew it was johnny walker blue I but guess. uh yeah but Shepard basically just like goes off on this whole rant about like you know my life fucking sucks and you know i'm lonely and i'm a human being you all treat me like shit and i'm the fuck up and this that and then i was like yeah dude i 
I feel like it's just your brother also uh, hasn't spent his part of his life helping you out. So you're not I mean, like totally all of this alone. is true. This is so, there is no way to respond in this situation other than this. Like, oh, there no, is no, no, I'm not talking like, about, I'm talking about how has the brother not been like, look, dog, mommy, that suck and they treat you like shit, but like me and you are together. Because so, like that way you can be healthy. 80, whatever, Thomas. It is, I agree. Like, it's just, but like also, there is no, there is no human that I could be at a wedding, especially mine, and this happened at that any response other than just horror, silent horror, followed by intervention by an unaffiliated party would be now, accepted. Look, I would like to let you know, first off, that would never yeah. happen. Because I would like to think if you got married, I will be present. And the second that started, I would immediately be like, oh, what's up? No, that mic's not for you. Yeah. Uh hey guy, I would like it would fact that Adam let this go on for too long. So I'm like, every person present i guess the dad was just like oh uh, you can bitch for a second whatever you haven't yeah. ruined things until you brought up the you know sex workers bit which i'm like he also like i don't remember paying them so then why did you make that comment maybe this is a fun night in mexico with oh he was brother. trying to, he was trying to fuck it he was trying to fuck him up oh clearly yeah. which we'll get to a lot yeah. there's a lot of very immature childish moments which also by the way how the old are these characters supposed to be? So I bet you anything that Robbie is supposed to be. Okay, so let's say six years ago, he was in his like, boom. So I want to say he's 26 years old. Okay. And that would make Glenn, they're all about that same age. No, right? no, no, no. Like, wait, 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 wait. No, that, that can't be so. Because right? they're supposed to be a little bit older because Glenn is like getting to an age. Like he feels like he's, so I want to say they are like 28 because okay. that is ancient and withered uh, with regards to like, I mean, in the eighties, you could be older and not be a thousand. Yeah. Cause old. cocaine was around, but well, the thing right, is, but it just, it used to be acceptable to be over the age of 25. Um, and like, if this movie were made now, it'd be like, we're nine and a half years old and we've been working. Yeah. I just want, I bring this up because I mean, you're right. It is the eighties. Times are a little different. So like you're, full adults at this point should like have your whole life figured out and be like have two mortgages and like well, seven kids but yeah. my main thought of bringing this up is because like there will be a moment later where robbie and glenn are like i mean 10 years ago come on right and it's like 10 years ago you'd both been in high school or so the, middle okay school. so how like, old are you let's say 30? that they're like in their early 30s i guess Which doesn't seem correct because i mean yes i guess but like it just doesn't it doesn't quite fit or work for me in timing wise. You know, maybe it's going to be a comment, an offhand remark, but it just, it is a thing that happens. Now, uh, we do get to meet uh, Julia and Holly, who are cousins. Julia is Julie Berry, Drew Barrymore, and Holly is played by Christina Taylor, and Christine Taylor, excuse me. And they are, you know, fun, awesome people. Now, I, I'm curious, because like Julia's, I don't know, like a sweet, wholesome person. And the movie wants to make Holly out to be a promiscuous person, although there's really not. I get like not. It doesn't like, really feel like that. That is the case. I think that the, it is saying more about the individuals who call Holly that than it is about Holly. Like if because if it, you you notice nobody is saying that except people that like the movie wants you to think are scumbags. That is kind of true. Now I would say this though. The only quote unquote thing that the movie tries to give you at the beginning is when Holly's, uh, yeah, when Julia's like, Holly, how come the uh, right. like staff is nice to you, but they fucking treat me like shit? And she's like, 
I was drunk at the Christmas party and showed them my boobs. They well, treat me nice. Right, because and it was like... so they're denoting that she is promiscuous in parentheses positive. Like, <laughs> like positive. Yes. There's a positive <laughs> You know, it's it's empowering. Really, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was it, the yeah. wildest thing. I'm glad the movie kept this part in because it's like let's not hit ourselves. The blatant sexual harassment is just ridiculous. Right. She was just walking yeah. by and a random like old it's grandpa just nervous. full squeezes yeah. her ass, and I'm just like, and not even yeah, like a I should just no. He's like sweet ass man. Yeah, there, oh, there's there's chicle. a lot of that in this movie that I'm like, oh hey, actually now this sucks. Thank you. I was, yeah, I was just like, what is S specifically the fucking bar mitzvah scene? Oh my gosh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. So um. Also point out, so I, I can't remember what the fuck is uh, Robbie's best friend's name, the limo driver. Glenn. Um, Gl no, Glenn's the fiance for Julia. Oh, I was so, thinking of, I, I kept calling him Glenn. Like, that's who I'm, okay. So, no, no, no. so uh, yeah, he, his name is Sammy. Alan Covert. So Sammy Davis Covert, Jr. Covert. So he's Adam Sandler's friend from life. So that's why he's in every movie. So yeah. he's uh and Peter Dante just just he, he every picture of Peter Dante is just there's an energy to it. Oof. Uh so yeah, so the, the funny thing about they're all uh Sammy is the limo driver, Holly and Julia are waitresses, and Sandler's the wedding singer, George is like the keyboardist, backup singer. They're all at, like they're all at the weddings all the time, they work all together, that kind of thing. I'm asked, I want to ask you this, though, before we get too far into the movie, we're just like at the base setup. What do you think everybody's motivations are? Like, in terms of, like, what do you think? Like, I feel, so for example, I feel like Sammy's motivation is he's like, I just want to get laid and, you know, have a car and just like drive my limo and do whatever. And it's like, he doesn't really have ambitions or goals. Clearly, Robbie is like, yeah, I'm marrying Linda next week. I'm going to have a family and be happy and like life's going to be cool and I'm loving the wedding gigs thing and i'm just like he seemed very happy and content uh like what do you think julia or holly's like motivations are or thought processes or what like well i mean they're about i don't know that holly's motivations are any like it's not like her goal is just like to continue to be um i i i think that julia i i think that um you know, she fucking wants to get married, man. Like that's that's but that's. It, is it because this is what I, I mean? Is it because her mom and society tell her like, "Yo, bitch, you're about to like turn twenty three. Get the what the fuck is going on?" Like, I, I you know, don't, I don't think so because the question is never does she actually want to get married. It's does she want to get married to Glenn? Makes which sense. is the that's same true. thing of like uh with robbie it's not that does he want to get married it's do you really want to marry yeah well i think in fairness let's talk about that. i think uh yeah also one you do get to have sammy just like i guess every wedding just like picks a kid to get hammered he's like hey what's up kid you want to have this drink and i'm like now wait is that you know, that did, that didn't happen absolutely that kid that was like, fucking dante's that, that was that was that's peter dante's character also hey i also just realized doing some casual googling that peter dante is a huge piece of shit oh really <laughs> yeah i mean the articles i was reading reading on tmz was 10 years old but if you type in peter dante <laughs> into google you will uh you'll get some quotes that's uh, uh that's 
you know, terrifying thought. Now, I would yeah. like to say, because uh, let me see, I want to get the correct answer to it. Is it. Yes. Yes, Sammy is the one I'm talking about. Which one? Let me scroll down to figure out who, what the fuck? Regardless, uh, yes, Sammy is he. You see Sammy at the bar at the wedding while Sandler's singing and everybody's going around and stuff. And he's giving this kid, the kid that ends up throwing up in the dumpster and stuff, he's handing him drinks and he's like, drink up. And the kid's like, oh, this is strong. He's like, good for you, kid. Now fuck off. Like, right. That's Peter one... Dante. No, that's that. No, I'm that's... telling you, that is exactly in the first episode, in the first thing. Um, that is he is like a member of the wedding party and he has his long brown hair that is the same as his skin tone somehow he's got his shitty earring and he's like oh take no get the fuck out of here like like he it's definitely him 100 it's him it is absolutely not uh uh sammy 100 not okay now that i pull up the photo yeah you are correct yeah in my head for some reason though it was Sammy, and I was yeah. like, "That doesn't make any yeah, sense." Yeah, it's out of it's 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 out of character. Yeah, but uh, okay, fine. That makes more sense. Acceptable. Now that also that's been corrected, I, it does make more sense that Peter Dante is the piece of shit than maybe. Yeah. So I was like, "That dude does not come off as like a piece of shit." No, he like, but he, he, he seems <laughs> kind of like yeah, he seems like kind of a wiener in some in like his characters seem kind of wienery, but I don't get the sense that that person specifically has any kind of energy. Right? About yeah, them. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think though, I think that Holly's motivation is that she's just like living her life, working a job, but I think that she also is still looking for love and romance as well. Like she's not just like, oh, I'm just doing my thing, having a great time, whatever, whatever. Julia, like you say, is kind of like, I just want to get married. I want to have a family. I want to like fall in love. And Robbie, I think, has never in his life thought about, do I actually like Linda? I think he's just like, yeah, this, this is what I want. And this is how to achieve these goals. But yeah, then you get the nice Julia and Robbie meet cute at the dumpster when he takes the kid out to throw up in the dumpster. And she's like, what's up, Pimp? And he's like, oh, hey. Uh, and it's really cute. They're like, oh, hey, you know, you got to sing at my wedding because I'm going to get married uh, if I ever get married. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to cut to... Uh, the wedding for Robbie and Linda. And this is where I was talking about, like, Linda's, not Linda, sorry. Julia's mom makes the comment, like, look at that girl. She's, you're prettier than she is, and she's getting married. And she's like, what's being pretty have to do with getting married? It's like everything. What? I don't under, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, you know, but I do understand the nagging yeah. mom trope, so I can understand what you're yeah, I, that Which is why I don't think that it's necessarily, like, I don't think that, julia is getting married because of any external pressure there is external pressure but i don't think that's that is like playing a part okay okay i see what you're much. saying it's like she's not really affected by it just like happening around her regardless yeah. so now uh it is a wild choice uh yeah, i didn't write down what song they actually are playing that linda's supposed to be coming down the aisle to but that's not here comes the bride it's like a synthy 80s song that they're just playing uh or like but Linda doesn't come or doesn't show up obviously and I'm just like how is it that nobody not a single person at this wedding told Robbie or anybody that this bitch didn't show up at all even an hour or two ago to get her hair done 
do anything. Like there is, there are levels to how wedding. Right. There, like you somebody, know, I understand somebody the, would have had no and told him, "Hey, she's not here." It's, you don't just show up oh, like also full makeup and she dress doesn't on. Seem to have a bridal party. That's what I'm saying too. I was like, what? "Yeah." Like, so oh, I've been talking to my girlfriends and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, here we go." It's like, so what? Yeah. If none of her friends were there either, that should also like there are so many things. It's like, what is? I just think they wanted to have the sequence of like, but it's like you should have had bridesmaids up there also being like, "What the fuck is going on? Where is this girl?" Like something. But Linda stands him up, and I just don't understand how. It's like every single person at this wedding does not understand or comprehend or, or what's going on. It's like, you know, Robbie's sister shows up and she's like, yo, dog. Um, so Linda's not coming. She left a note. She's uh, this, that, the other. And he's like, all right. So and then the sister's like, hey, so you want me to tell everybody? Like, he's like, no, it's like, no, you shouldn't have even said that. You should have been like, hey, uh, bro, I need you to go into the room over there and I'll be in there in a second. And I go, hey, everybody, you know, there's food and like stuff. Like, go ahead and head over that way or whatever. We'll come talk to you in a minute. Like, how are you not trying to? help your brother out in any way yeah. shape or form so, like you're just like that but he throws he like, totally breaks a mirror which should be seven years of bad luck if my facts are correct but that's the movies and ignore that he has a whole meltdown the wedding's ruined they take the cake home he's like stolen the bride off the top of the cake because he's very sad and i don't know i think that was funny uh but he's just holding the bride as linda shows up and i'm just like the fact that you had the audacity to show back up for what like why are you here just to tell him to his face he's like oh i mean i guess ready to get married i'm like it's just but it's so sad like, I, was a kid. I, I don't I know guess, like, it was so like, sad it's the least you can do though is be like at least be like okay look this is like obviously the thing because he said it would be helpful to have known this yesterday yesterday but yeah. like you know if you're gonna show up yeah like, like clearly to me this is just kill them. If I'm getting married and then you the person I'm getting marrying does not show up, I don't really think that you have. I think I got the message. I think I figured it out. If right. you're gonna show up face to face, the least you could do is give me the ring on your fucking right. finger that I gave you. Like what? Well, like, I mean, but, clearly what they need, what they needed her to show back up so that she could be in the movie again later. That's the real answer. That's to the real question yes. is that they needed and, to have her be in the movie again. But she's just like yeah. so. At least she's not. She's being very honest which I will grant Linda. It's just like Robbie says, like you could have told me all of this shit yesterday or even eight hours ago yeah. or even before the wedding happened. I could have been waiting outside and people were showing up being like, hey, what's up? It's not happening. We're gonna have a reception and set, like something. So yeah, what happens though, <clears throat> she flat out tells him like, he's like, oh, you can wait a little bit. She's like, no, I don't want to marry you ever. Because I'm not trying to marry a wedding singer. I was like in love with this dude in spandex who looked like David Lee Roth and would sing and do all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, who made no fucking money or did it, whatever. But so like that crushes him. He's like in, you know, deep depression. Which at least since it's the 80s, the movie likes to keep that within like truth. You know, all because all the guys like, hey, what's up, man? Like, you gotta do something about this guy. Like he's I can't be known as like the brother-in-law. Or the you know the guy with his brother in law that's crazy right. or general it's like there's nobody this like man's they all fucking hair in this movie can I just oh, say so what amazing. it looks like a Lego piece it's so ridiculous like it looks like if he takes it off he's got that little nubbin like oh it's, it's like he like it looks genuinely like you know this is what how bad the hair looked in the eighties so we got to keep it like this like 
it's it's not even like nobody references it that's no because like, it's like like it's just like it yeah. must be so ridiculous yeah. that everybody including every, no it was like we just have accepted this even his children who are clearly like vicious assholes are like we're not going to bring up dad's hair ever in this movie right uh but yeah so we do get to meet uh glenn because for some reason or another we just get like a scene with him real quick we'll talk about him more in a bit but he's just a piece of shit already then Robbie gets convinced to go back to work by his buddy because he's like, "Come on, dude, you can't just be moping around." It's been five days, like, come on, stop being a bitch. Like it's Friday. Yeah, go, go back, back to work, work at the wedding factory. And we just get a whole like meltdown, just clearly showing that I, re- I just wrote down mental health really has come a long way because this man just got left at the altar and like at work from us saying about love at a wedding five days later, and not a single there ever like. Boo, you fucking suck, dude. I'm paying you money. Stop being it's like I mean here to, to be fair, if I had paid this man $60 and he was doing that, I would be like, what the fuck kill are him, you doing? Him. It's not my job. I'm not judging yeah. the wedding party. I'm judging every member in the band, George right. included. I'm judging his friend. I'm judging the fact they, that Holly and Julia both are like, why? Even back at work, it's like, why aren't you saying something? Robbie doesn't say a word to anybody in this band other than George, and that is, I think the word he says is, "You take over." I think that's so. I don't know that like their relationship is super tight. Like, I think that's that's. I mean, it seems like yeah. it. George is that uh, involved in all the montage and, stuff, and, and to be fair, so those guys probably haven't been able to make are, are like watching their livelihood disintegrate. Like, it's not like they're like, oh man, they're like fucking. You need to get it together. I I think that they clearly went over to love it, and they're like, yeah, man, we can just work with a professional. Yeah, obviously. but yeah, that uh, yeah, he has this whole meltdown. Like, ends up. Love stinks. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. why are you singing that at a wedding? And also, why is your band playing you in? Like that's yeah. Why did anybody? Why like, is anybody yes ending this? You know, but yeah, he just gets beat up by uh, you know, the bride or the groom's father because he's like, you piece of, like you're ruining a wedding. And I'm like, I think yeah. that you punching him out through a table. Is for it's gonna go one of two ways for everybody there. They're either gonna be like, "You ruined the wedding," or, "Hey, we, this wedding just turned back around. Let's get this, let's get this party going again." Like, uh, George, uh, can you cue up your one song, please? <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's a sad moment. He's in the dumpster. I'm like, did he? Now, here's a question I want to ask you: Did he throw himself in that dumpster, or did that dad throw him in that dumpster? He threw himself in that dumpster. He was That's hiding. what I think too. He was hiding in the dumpster. Oh, he was hiding. He was hiding from the police in the dumpster. He was the one that was assaulted. Like, how was what's the police gonna do? Yeah, uh, I was singing like breakup songs. Oh, also, I do want to say an arrestable offense. Like, if I'm at a wedding and like that whole business happens with him singing, that sucks. If somebody then punches that man in the face, this wedding is now something. That's what I was saying. It's like because prior to well, no, now it's great. Now this is a story because like the story like for me telling that story without that is a fucking bummer. bummer. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like wedding singer just like got really weird. If then the father of the bride fucking goes like full on the like, yeah, like, just... like yeah, <laughs> I, that's that's something. That's something. But the reason why I don't now understand why he threw himself in the dumpster is you could have left. Why are you? Why did you throw yourself in the? That's why I'm like I think. Because no, no, he has to. He has to fucking pack up 
with the band. That is true. Like that he can't true. just he can't just dip. That's half that stuff's his. Like that. Like I mean, that is true. It's just it's fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So we get uh, all that stuff, and it's like Glenn, who's a piece of shit, basically is like, oh Julia, like you know, I guess we'll get married because you know it's been long enough and you know i gotta like give in and you know you, you put in the work and you earned it involved it's like this right. what the fuck so julia's like hey well i mean I'm, we got a date now so now you gotta come sing at my wedding and i'm just like julia i know that you're trying hun but why would that, that is not the yeah. thing to say in this moment at all but you know i would like to so like this is something i want to point out i want to keep track of this full time so at what point like do you think that it's goes from like friendly to more than friendly because i'm just like dude the first meet cute was cool about the the coke and you had to laugh and all that stuff and talk about the hulk and i was like as a kid i was like fucking a right as an adult i was like why are you talking about the fucking hulk with this lady it, it like, is what? but it is when they go to uh is is when that old lady looks back at them while she's working out that's what you think that's okay when. now I'm just saying, no, I think it's still that there's something like it's not like I think it's still cordial and stuff. But I think that the reason why Julia is trying is because there is like a connection or a chemistry still there because I'm just like, leave that dude in the dumpster. Who the fuck cares? I on the top, that, you've known him for I a think she bit. likes him like she's like as a the, person, the, like, yeah. like that she and like is a friendly person. So she's like in her own way trying to like be like oh well you know, like i mean what else do you fuck it what do you okay, say there's no enough. like okay this will be the thing that fixes this like okay i'm just yeah. i just feel like he was just like moping and she's gonna be like hey let me cheer you up like i'm gonna get married blah blah it's like what is anyway um but then she's like yeah so in two weeks i'm having my engagement party so you and sammy gotta come and he's like fucking eat a dick and then it's like cut to two weeks later hey you go to that party yeah i'm gonna i'll show up I'm gonna be there. I'm yeah. like, cool. We've at least got through some of your mopiness, and now you're back to like just depressed, which is okay. That's fine. You can go out depressed. I mean, lots of America does it all the time, right. so it's fine. Uh, they go to the engagement party. I was gonna say though, Glenn's house choice. It's a nice house. You know, I wouldn't do all the white. You make yeah, a mess, but it does have a nice style to it. Almost like who are, who who are these people? None of these like you don't. None of y'all know each other. It's regardless. Uh, Sabian. Robbie show up and they get to meet Glenn and Glenn's douchey Rob Riggle friends. You know, I'm glad Rob Riggle yeah. replaced this guy because like Rob actually is a good actor and brings things to a movie. This douchey friend of Glenn's just like, hey, what's up? I'm a piece of shit. I'm clearly an alcoholic. I cheat on my wife. I'm like, oh, you know, just I probably do insider trading on top of that. You know, he's just like clearly it's like, what is happening? The fact I was like, the fact that none of I guess I'll bring it up in a minute. And because we're gonna get to it anyway with the plot of the movie. Yeah, clearly Glenn uh, and his buddies are like, yeah, man, let's go fucking pound some drinks and like get hammered and stuff. And it's like, that's you're hosting an engagement party, whatever. I do love that Rob is like, yeah, man, that's a great idea. You should just like go pound some drinks and then drive home. And I'm like, yeah. it's the 80s, my guy. Drunk driving's not a thing. And so, yeah, I have this whole chat and talk and stuff. And then this is what I mean by like, there's something more going on because julia's like yeah sammy robbie i'm glad you guys came like i i you know i feel like we don't get to talk too much because we're always working but it's cool to be and then and sammy's like yeah we should talk more blah blah like still a little flirty but like whatever and then robbie is like oh do you know what he told me like he told me he was gonna bang the shit out of you you like we're gonna be like screaming and wailing against the headboards like you had no chance and this that and the other and sammy's like 
dude, what the actual fuck is wrong with you? Like, he's like, oh, what? I mean, that was before you knew that she was engaged and stuff. It's like, dude, so why would Robbie do that if not to like, because he's like, there is something there. Even if it's like subconscious or not, you know, like they're not actively trying to be that way. So like they both think, do things that way. I, it's possible. I could also see him being like, hey, you see, like, I don't see any person that he, that Robbie is friends with like sammy pseudo or not hitting on them and him being like yeah it's a great idea like i don't but, like, yeah like, i agree I don't, but I, at least not like i don't see i don't see him being like you should definitely do that like he, this, i mean this, he did yeah. when he first was saying that about julia or, or anybody he's like hey man you do you like whatever like you know it's just right but he didn't know her that's i guess like that's it's, it's a random person as opposed to somebody that he's friends with the yeah uh, uh at this point though julia's like oh so you're just you know doing nothing with your life because you're not going to do weddings. He's like, what are you talking about? I can do plenty of gigs at the wedding reception hall yeah. that aren't weddings. Cut to the bar mitzvah. Right. And he's just, you know, full on eight crazy nights in it. Just like, I'm singing eight crazy nights. You know, uh, that was a movie that came out that people were like, yo, I'm like, y'all aren't I did not know that was going to be a fucking Hanukkah musical when I sat down to watch that in the theater in fucking 2000 whatever. You and so many other people and like, y'all oh. all came... Y'all all came back to middle school and at the cafeteria were like, Thomas, that's a Hanukkah movie. And I was like, okay. I mean, like, I wasn't interested really yeah, it's a in the Hanukkah first place. Musical. Yeah. But then when you were like, oh, it's Hanukkah's stuff, I was like, oh, the eight crazy nights makes sense now, I guess. Like, yeah, there's yeah. random things. Like, well, no, uh, I think it was the musical that really, like, the, that threw the you. The fact that it's an Adam Sandler movie with Hanukkah in it, totally viable. Like, that's not, that's not something that I was like, I can't believe it. He's a Jew. Like, <laughs> it's more that it was a musical and a car. It was a, a, a animated Hanukkah so musical in 2002 you or whatever. For Adam Sandler Disney movie, is what you're saying? No, no, I was not. Because I'm like, we all watch fucking musicals. What do you think Aladdin or Hercules or any of these fucking movies no, that's are? Different. Not musicals. That's definitely <laughs> different. That's definitely different. I am on my yeah. way. Like, no one's like, hey, you know, my what's your favorite musical of The Little Mermaid? If you somebody says that to you, you're like, you're a psychopath. You are if somebody says that to me, they were born in the yeah. year 1985 and they are a lady because they that are. is nobody. No one has, Thomas, no one has ever said that. Tell no them, what would ever, you? What no one's ever been like my hear? favorite musical is Hercules. You it know what hasn't happened? You know what I've thrown up my mouth hearing people say aloud repeatedly in my life that their favorite musicals were Rent or you know fucking Sweeney Todd. So don't right. talk I'm to me saying, about. I'm not saying good. I'm just saying those are musicals. Those are other ones. Those are Disney movies. Just That's to be a clear, thing. Uh, there is a Little Mermaid, a Lion King. A Aladdin, a Hercules, Broadway right. play. So right. that, there hey, are that's musicals. different. I would also wouldn't call this a musical because there's a Broadway fucking show of the wedding singer now. Look, just to be clear, I would not call this a musical because it's more of a soundtrack that they're singing. There's real songs yeah. that they're stealing. There is there is a from. wedding singer musical, which I don't think we needed. I, yeah, just... we didn't. But it's you know, speaking of things we didn't need, let's talk about this bar mitzvah scene though. Yeah. Because there's a lot. To there's a lot that happens now. Uh, the main takeaway when I was a kid was I was like, this fucking thirteen year old dude is the man right now, just grabbing full on booty cheeks. Like I'm gonna give you mad props for that because you're like, what? Nothing's gonna happen. What are you gonna do? Like it's 
good on you. Now, the bigger issue, like Adam Sandler's like, you know, hey, what's up, kid? Like, he's like, oh, you know, like pretty girl. So I was a fat loser. So he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Now, I want to ask you, do you think that he conspired with Drew to like fix this kid's rep out here in these streets? Or no, was it I think genuine? that she I think that she just like. I don't think that there's another way it could have gone. That like if he just like did this and like hadn't like 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 that it feels like the thing that she would do regardless of the situation. It does, but then like she wouldn't. I'm like, because the kid was behind like seven dudes, and she was like, "Excuse me, ugly kids that are creepy and like licking their lips." And it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just was yeah. a thought I had, but it was just it's a cute, adorable moment. And then you know, Sandler dances with a young lady, and then Sandler's like, "Hey, you should just grab my butt." And it's like, no, 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 that's not what happens. What happens is that he takes this young woman's hands and places them. That's on what I'm his saying. Ass. He's like, that "You should is, grab my this butt." This is the part of the movie that I was like, "Oh, that is actually a crime." This now, is here's a crime. The, here's the thing that's within the context. Nobody's. It's all innocent. Like nobody's right. Thinking yes. In other words. But you can't be okay with a 13-year-old willfully assaulting Drew Barrymore and then be like, hey, Sandler, like, putting this third. I get what you're saying. But we can can agree that there is a power differential between those two situations. Sure, absolutely. No no arguments within any of these discussions. And thankfully, Sandler, after, like, a verse, was like, all right, here, I'm going to put you with a boy your age and go back to singing because this is right. But I agree with you. It's like, this is odd. Like as a yeah. kid, I didn't bump on it because he's like, oh, I'm trying to make like all the kids feel okay right. and no, not make you, it so you, weird. You don't think about it because it's just goofy. But like you but don't yeah, have like once you get older, you're just like, yeah. hey, listen, that's that and yeah. that that's like I mean I, it's acting, like there's these are children, so like right. the mothers are there. So like that boy grabbing Drew Barrymore's butt, her his mom is there. That girl who had to grab or that girl who Adam Sandler forced to grab his ass, her mom is like on set. Like there's you know, what I mean it's a little it's yeah everything's kosher but at the same time it's like when you think about it as like if this was a real world it'd be like excuse me sir uh i'm the yeah. father of that what 13 are you year old girl yeah. and i'm about to hurt you like i'm about to walk yeah. on this dance floor but like what the fuck are you doing yeah uh but yeah you have the whole sequence all this stuff then uh the main purpose of this though is that robbie gets suckered in by julia to help with the wedding stuff you know she's like look glenn He's a piece of shit, and he refuses to help me with any fucking thing because clearly he's, he's totally, not wanting yeah, totally to marry you. Fine. This huge asshole, yeah. Like I just, it's something that I cannot fathom. Maybe it's because we live in a time where people are allowed to think independently and worry about themselves and their feelings, and but like. Has the whole like with Linda? Well, I mean, that's that, that's Glenn, the like, only reason this works is that it the movie understands that you're going to see that as insane. Like, it's not that like now things are like, it's, it is betting that every human being watching this is like, Hey, what the fuck? That's not good. Like, it's also like they do at least try with, like, they don't try to redeem Glenn, for example, he's a horrible, atrocious piece of shit. But what they do at least try to do is like, he'll do things where it's, there's no compromise, really. He's still being a piece of shit about it the whole time and stuff. Like, for example, he's like, oh, let's go elope to Vegas. And she's like, what, what with my family not and all this stuff? And he's like, yeah, she's like, That's all so right, fine. Fucking Vegas. Yeah, but she, yeah, but I don't want to go to Vegas for any reason. Are you He kidding? wants to go so he can have sex with all of the ladies of the night there in Vegas. Like, but yeah. Julia's like, no, I want to have a regular wedding. Uh, But then she's like, you know what? Like, it's for you. Yeah, we'll go to Vegas. And then to like quote unquote when points like you know what 
we'll do what you want to do. We'll do it your way. But like he does with all the time. Like, oh hey, like you know, you want to do this? Like, oh let's say, hey, you know what? Like with the, later on in the movie, when he's like, oh you want to like, if you want to look over my lap, you can see the skyline that way. Yeah, it's like that's he's a huge, he's a huge asshole. Yeah, but it's like he, but they're trying to show that he's like, no, I'm. But I offered. There is no like, nuance to this character. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Uh, it's time though, so we get the whole like wedding stuff. Like they're trying cake or doing whatever, flowers, blah blah blah. Can but I say mostly... this fucking scene where they between pretend to be brother and sister is the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life? Right? Can you imagine being in a situation like we've all? Well, I one might find themselves in a situation where like you you. You find yourself in a ruse where you are pretending to be somebody's sibling. Um, the next appropriate step is not to grab the person's hair and tear start it from their skull. Basically, hurting each other. That that's assault. It is, <laughs> but then she follows that up by with biting him. A, a more assault, and then it's like, yeah. oh, that's cool. And then they headlock, and it's like nipple twist. Speaking of, can we take a moment? I forgot to bring this up. Why no, is no, there no, a whole most sequence? Ups, that's the most upsetting part of this entire fucking movie. Like, no, no, I can't actually. I actually can't. I, actually... I was just like, I, the whole time I was like, you're talking about this man's older sister. What yeah. are you like? They're at no point in his Close thought process. Yeah. What are you doing? You fucking now. Na- Tell yeah. him when I was watching it this time, I just thought in my head that what happened was that he was like, Oh, hey, what's up, man? You want to watch the kids for the fuck your sister? I thought that's what he said. I was like, I remember it being something really weird and like off putting, but yeah. it was way worse than my, yeah, mem- way- my memory. And then like, he's like, why was I saying that? Like, he like forgets, like, why? <laughs> Dude, that was a little yeah. too much. Of- and of course, yeah. that gets around because later on, everybody's like, well, you think I want to ha- stay in the basement of a fucking nipple, the weird nipple freaks over there or whatever? Like, they- but uh, the brother and sister thing is very weird. And it's at this moment, too. Like, that lady's like, oh, y'all are gonna be a great couple. Like, it's like they will not acknowledge that clearly things are going on betwixt them. Yeah. And uh, another, let's just like the, the greatest scene in this movie. They should take this scene out of this movie and put it in the Library of Congress just as a standalone scene with no context because it is so fucking absolute A plus. And the the quote, Glenn, this scene is grade A choice meat. Let's talk about John Lovitz in this fucking movie because oh, they gotta, so like, hey, we gotta hire a wedding singer if you're not singing at my wedding. Yeah. And I wish I could remember his fucking stupid ass name, this character's name, but it's like- It's, uh, it's fucking- just, Aaron something? John, John, no, it's 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 Johnny, it's JM is like what's on his bandstand. Okay, um, it is, uh, let me go, I'm a little too far down on the cast list currently. John Lovitz. Why does John Lovitz not have higher billing in this fucking movie? That is I'm on the cast list, so I do not see John Lovitz. I have to scroll so far down. Where are you, good sir? This is a travesty. Jimmy Moore. Jimmy Moore. Okay. Yeah. They didn't, him and Busemi got short shifted and turned uncredited. How are you uncrediting credited actors? That makes no sense to me. But anyway. Jimmy Moore is the exact type of wedding singer I would like to be at any wedding that is not my own that I can attend right. because he's atrocious to be clear. But like, 
the fact that he's at, oh my god, oh yes, it's late, it's night, and, the, and he's just air humping. I'm like, this is the woman getting Yeah. And then he talks such mad shit right to Robbie's face. Like, oh, dude, thank you so much for getting out of the game. Or should I think oh, Linda? I, think. I got Linda. I got three ah, times. This is this. <laughs> and it's like, oh, thank you, because yeah. you convinced me to hire a DJ. And I was like, also, can I say? So like, Robbie does his whole fucking Robert Smith thing, um, and uh, loses his mind. John Lovitz standing at that curtain. It's silent in this room, right? And he, at complete normal speaking volume, goes, he's losing his mind, and I'm reaping the benefits. And that's, like, thinking about that in in that context is the most insane thing ever. Because in that context, you just... Is both of them pause and look (laughs) directly (laughs) at him as he's doing this? Because there's no possible way that it isn't the only thing that anyone hears <laughs> look we have to also acknowledge though what happens right before that, that comment goes out of his mouth as he goes off stage and then, you know she's like oh you, you know why are you a wedding singer and he's like oh, actually i wanted to be a songwriter and a musician you know i wanted to be chris christopherson i just wanted to write music and have people fall in love with my voice uh and she's like oh my god have you wrote anything lately like play it for me and he's like okay it's a, it's a little uneven i don't know if you should hear it it might be it might not be worth cooking on and then he plays Oh, actual banger. Like, let's be honest. Like, all these songs, while not being great, surprisingly all catchy as fuck and will stick in your head, you know? Because he's just like, you know, I remember what he says during the choruses where he's like, I love you so much that I could be with you. But then when he gets to that chorus, somebody challenge plays. I'm like, thank yeah. you. This is the birth of emo right here in 1998. Gerard Way saw this and was like, holy shit, guys. I, yeah. Bro, get your friends together. I got a thing we're doing. It was hilarious. I love it. The fact that it goes back to the chorus and then it's back to instead of, you know somebody killing him, he just wants to die. It's just... I'm like, hey. And the fact that Gerard Way is like, that was a fucking great song. I loved it. I'm like, can we... Is yeah, nobody going to acknowledge depression? Like, you're just like, I'm going to guess that this. more is, insane than what John Lowitz does. Is that She goes, I love it. Well, he's crying on stage, and she's just like, "Oh, that's great. Let's go get ice cream." Yeah, it's like, like, "Hey, I can't." And he's like, "Thanks for the ice cream," because that's um, that cheers me up. But, but you know, this is a small town. Because how do you go to the only ice cream shop that you and Linda also went to? Like, you can't go to a different place. Like, there's all everything's always like, "Oh, it's." And again, I live in a small town. There are seven ice cream places within a football field. Like there, there is there is no like. I could it's walk not, like, to every ice cream shop in my town within 15 minutes and I'd hit nine places. Like that's what no... I'm saying. It's not <laughs> there's plenty of options to yeah, choose one from. One of which you can see in Ryan Gosling's Blue Valentine. I will I will once again just just always mention that that is that is in fact if anyone out there has watched Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling, that is where I live. That is mm-hmm. that town. Uh so yeah, so Robbie and Julia keep doing their bonding, and now it's time. Uh, they are actually they do the they do the ridiculous scene, which is just funny, pure good comedy, where Sammy is the only limo driver in the town, and he's Robbie's best friend. So Julia's obviously hiring him, but Robbie's like, "Yeah, but shut up, I like to have fun with and him." So like, like he's also, like having to do all these obstacle which courses. He's done this more than once, and also, what possible use case scenario? 
does this like what what what, what is when, this? When does he having to grab the bride and yeah. throw and throw them into the little it's all this stuff limo is, i just it's love a, though, what the turn radius they look at the time and stuff and he's just like I don't know, man. You hit you hit two cones. Let's go to the guests to the wedding. He's like, they were cones. Which like, to me is like the most sensical thing I've ever heard somebody say in my entire life. Because it's like anytime it's like they yeah, but they were cones though. If they weren't cones, I wouldn't have hit them. Yeah, I would because they'd be people and let them move. Or something. Yeah. yeah, like what? if I hit a cone, nothing happens. If I run up over a person, I'm in prison for the rest of it. Do you right? see that there's a different there's, context? There's a difference. Yeah. I would be more careful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Julia leaves her jacket in the backseat of the limo. So then uh, Robbie takes it to her house the next day. And they're like, I guess Holly and Julia just having a casual conversation about like what kind of kiss you're supposed to have at the wedding. Just to be clear, I don't, I'm a, I'm a gentleman. I don't. Uh, you shake hands. You shake you, hands yeah. at the altar and then you, then you no, salute you got, the bro, audience and then you walk away. You got to dap them yeah. up. You got to, you yeah. dap them up. Then you hit the soldier boy and then yeah. you just leave. That's how, that's how it works. Right. But I've, I've always been under the impression that it should be more of an organic in the moment, like just do what feels natural. No tongue, no. Nobody wants to see you making out with their husband, like their son or daughter or cousin. That's, let's keep it, you know, PG at PG right. 13. But then to make it even weirder, because Julia's like, it should be like a, you know, a formal kiss, but like nothing too porno y. And Christine's like, no, go full on porno in front of your mom. Who cares? Uh, but then some for some reason it's like okay, well I need to see this demonstrated. So Christine's yeah, this like, is or Holly's just yeah, Holly's like, all right, Julia, you just kiss Robbie real quick, and it's like, what? Why wouldn't Holly and Robbie kiss and Julia can be like, that's not what I meant, or this or is what I meant, like, or like what? Like what is what is but, anybody's goal of this? Because it's not like Holly apparently does not think that there is anything happening between the two of them because yeah. she is genuinely shocked. To, to find out about that. And yet, she's like, no, do this. Because she's getting married. This like, man in a couple weeks. is in an emotional state of sort. Like, what are you doing? What is what is your game plan here? So then, this is the moment, I think, that's undeniable right. between the two of them. They, they have the kiss, and it's just like, holy fucking shit. This is the most magical thing I've ever experienced in my life. It's right. kind of like the first time you had a warm chocolate chip cookie when you were like three or four years old and you were like, shut the front sure. door. Uh, can I eat this exclusively for the rest of my life? And your parents are like, fuck no. And you're like, why do you have to ruin everything that happens? Yeah. Like everything good in the world, you can't give it. Anyway, it's a, yeah, like they're just like, oh my God. Like they both are just like, what is going on? Christine, is, I'm sorry, I keep calling her by her you know, slave name. Then... <laughs> Holly is like, holy shit, that got me horny. Anyway, guys, so what's going on? And then Robbie's like, I'm leaving because Glenn showed up. And then uh, Robbie's at least is like, hey, I kissed her, but uh, it didn't mean anything. Because uh, I, yeah, I got, my bad, I'm leaving. Kiss too. Holly's like, oh, me. And Glenn's like, big surprise. Right. She's like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, you're like, dude. But then the most outrageous thing in this entire movie, and the fact that this is a true statement is what bugs me. This man walks in and says, Hey babe, I bought you a CD player. It cost me seven hundred dollars, and I was uh, that uh, is I, real. No, yeah, I know it's yeah. just like uh, tell them DVD players for nine hundred dollars. I can't remember how much Blu-rays were when they came out. Yeah, like that is a thing too. Like so, like my dad did this. He brought home a DVD player, and I wanted okay. It was before I moved to East Plano, so I was eleven. Okay, um, 
meaning it was 2002. Um, so it was 900 fucking dollars. Like that, the, this is why we had no money left by the time I was a teenager because my dad would like go buy a DVD player so that I could watch Dr. Doolittle. The first DVD I ever watched was Dr. Doolittle. I was the Eddie Murphy away. one or the whole a, one? What? The, the, Eddie, oh, Murphy the Eddie Murphy one? one? Okay, okay. I said Dr. Doolittle. Okay. There's only uh, one yeah, Dr. but there, there, there's a Jared no. Lewis one. All right, I meant the Robert Downey Jr. one. That's what I thought. Robert Downey Jr.'s Dr. Doolittle. I've watched the movie that, that one that we have all later. chosen to forget collectively. We're like, no, we're not. We're not looking. We're, we don't do that. We don't talk about that here. Uh, no, yeah, that's Buck Wild that yeah. people paid that money. It's like just what we've seen it happen with every single thing except cell phones. Just wait. Right, that did the it opposite. will all get cheaper. Like it's literally like what? Like oh, this thing, this vacuum. Yeah, it's like two thousand dollars. Cool. In a year or two, it'll be four hundred dollars, and then a couple of years after that, it'll be a hundred dollars. Like yeah, I remember no, getting my PlayStation Four, and it was like a ch the cheap way to get a Blu-ray player. Literally, right? That like, was exactly. <laughs> we were like the reason why Blu-ray players dropped in price is because is a PS3 was. $300 and a Blu-ray player was $500. I used Wait, to sell could, could parents. Could PS3 play Blu-rays? Yes. Okay, that's what I meant then. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what it's like. Okay, if people would be like, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Actually, you know what? I think you're right. I think PS4 could play Blu-rays. PS3 could play DVDs. Regardless, Maybe, who knows? at both no times, they were cheaper than the players that were trying to sell. There's like, nothing's out yet. So we can just charge whatever we want and have a good old day. But... It's cute. I just want to, like that was a real conversation. It's like, hey, I got you the CD player. Okay, oh, you want to listen to a record? What? That's not the same thing. But the fact that he bought a CD player and brought it over, but did not bring any yeah, CDs, this man is had no real CD. weird. All, like you can't. What is that for? I mean, again, my my dad did that. I think that at, at one time we had like five DVDs was the most. Like that's that's just unnecessary. Yeah. Like what what are you gonna do with that? No, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I am coming around to the idea of having physical media again, simply because of you know reasons. Um, mm -hmm. Other than the fact that, like, if I were like, "Hey, I'm gonna convert my current digital library into physical," I would have to have another home for that. Mm -hmm. um, like a friend of mine, he he only does physical media, okay. which like I'm like wow. Um, uh, and he has that was those are all DVDs that he transferred his old VHS library into. So like it's just it's so much, man. Like it's it's it is, it's a lot. That's why you gotta pick a thing that works and be like, I'm not going past this point. I don't right. think they'll ever until they literally stop making it, just keep going. With has it. that so ever I, been true for any has like any that it worked for anything? No, I'm saying like this. The reason why I brought this up is because you can only bring some so many things over. So it's like, yeah, people will be like, oh, I bought all these on Laserdisc, and I bought them on VHS, and I bought them on DVD, and I bought them on Blu ray, and I bought them on 4K. And it's like, dude, pick a level of quality that you're willing to stay at. That's not going to become obsolete. Like DVDs, Blu rays, 4Ks, all they're all disc format now. So be like, all right, Blu rays aren't too expensive okay well then just stick with blu-rays and then just have a blu-ray player that works and you'll be right. good you know what I mean? but whatever what i want to talk about though is because of this kiss that julia and robbie have holly's like 
dude, I want to fuck Robbie so bad. Like, let set me up on a date with him immediately. And then Julia's this again. It's like, what? Huh? Oh, you. It's like just like this. What I'm like, look. Y'all had many comments throughout all this time. We're like, clearly Julia's not really into Glenn. So it's like, why are you even with him? And then she clearly feels some type of way about Holly being like, oh, I'm going to go out with him and fuck his brains out. And she's like, "What? Uh, yep, you're single and, and he's single. So I cannot well, say or do anything so, about so that. So once again, like... no movie can exist in a world where people have, you know, good communication skills. Well, it's like, to me, every though, it's single like... movie falls apart the moment anyone's like, hey, this. I'm like, oh, God, no, okay, well, I, no I get it. But yeah. like for Julia, like at least in Julia's position, she's like, I'm engaged. Like, so in her mind, she's like, I could have felt those sparks, but he might not have. And he's single right. and she's single. Like, I can't, like, what am I going to do? Tell her, like, she's well, like also, if you don't want like, me to, I won't. She's like, what I, am I, I think say? it's a no. pretty big pivot from I'm getting married to actually, <laughs> like, that seems like we've gone from two and a half minutes prior she thought hey that's something to no fuck all this like this is like you you gotta that, that's a little too quick you gotta give yeah. it time but so yeah they're gonna do a double date or whatever so cut to robbie is still helping out old lady with her saying lessons and everything like that but that's not what we're here for today here today we're just here to talk about dicks that's all she wants to talk about is like yo what's up with these dicks like hey bro i saw your dick when you were a baby or 13 because he's jewish and they cut it off, and it was a good size. You're doing good. Like, she repeatedly keeps telling this person 50 years younger than her, your dick was a good size when I saw it. Like, we... so he's like, can we talk about anything else? Yeah. She's like, oh, I wasn't a virgin, but I had, you know, got married. Well, I had right. eight men. And he's like, wow, I did not even know that. Like, all this, like, this is just, don't get me wrong, it's a lot. good comedy, but it's just like, wow, you were doing... Cool. Also, can we talk about, I understand Robbie's trying to be sweet. I, there is no amount of me being genuinely nice that I'm going to let this woman put two fucking sloppy-ass meatballs also, in my hands. Give me a bowl. I'll a be bowl, back. A bowl, napkins, anything. I will be back. Tell him. She says, it. she says, I don't have any uh, clean Tupperware for you. I'd have been like, that's cool. Rinse one out. I'll wait. Or, yeah. the, like you say, give me a cereal bowl. I'll take it open top and I'll bring it back. I don't need any, like, just, you are not... Give me a paper towel. Some there's nothing right. like here. Like what? But also that it, I refuse to believe when it shows Julia liking the those meatballs do not look good. I just trying to be nice. But Julia's no. like, yo, this shit is fire. Like what? I'm like, well, that's like, not. Also, I don't believe that there are meatballs that exist. Where you're like, no, I'll just have the meatball. I'm sorry that like that is a lie that Italian America tried to sell us that at one point that like no 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 there there exists a ball of beef so uh, that you will in fact only want that no that right. isn't true that's how, even on kebabs I want the rice like come on that's not yeah, how like I mean hey look <laughs> if anyone out there is like no my my meatball is is fire your you meatball know, brings all the boys to the yard and then yeah, I will okay. I will throw it away but like you know it'll it's the thought that counts it's, yeah but the, it's like it's so funny because then julia shows up and she's like hey let's do a double date thing and yeah like you said that you know ladies working out in the background and she's just like what this is the fact that she's like hey listen both y'all clearly like each other but y'all aren't you know y'all are right. dancing around it and stuff but it's like yeah, let's go they go on a double date and i I want to know what they're thinking before the double date, like before the date actually starts, like Robbie and Julia. Like, what is, I, do you think Robbie's 
mindset is like I have feelings for Julia, but she is engaged. I don't. Married, I don't think so that I've... either person is uh like willing to broach that subject internally. Okay, but you like, think I don't they think both that have one... those feelings. I, I think that it's to... very cl- well. It's, it's clear. Clear. Yeah, both right. people like are feeling uncomfortable by the other person's date doing anything. Um. But I don't think that either person feels comfortable acknowledging that happening internally. Yeah. So a Kellum situation, pretty much, like you know. But I mean, I just because Kellum, I, you're awkward like this. I don't mean just in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this but is not like, I would be like, hey, what's up? Let's talk about things or like yeah. put action into life. Because yeah, I'm not that way. I'm not going to sit in awkward weirdness. That just hurts too much. But Julia, her solution to fixing this is I'm going to get fucking hammered. Even though we've established that Robbie and Julia don't really drink, so she like right. gets fucking like just goes to Sunderbon, that takes a slide down the elevator, goes to the bathroom, pulls another Kellum on the floor in the bathroom, just puking her brains out. And it's like, dude, yeah, don't that, ever, that is, don't yeah. ever get on the floor in the bathroom at the bar. Never, yeah, if you, ever. hey, I don't, I don't care, care how fucked up you are, Chili's, it's still a bad don't plug. ever, yeah, do not ever get on the floor in any public bathroom ever maybe in japan who's to say but never in america i I will say there was well no there was one public restroom in copenhagen that i was like oh this sucks but every other one and i would attest that it's i don't know why the reason that was but this one was fucked up but every other bathroom i was in i have been in in europe uh was was very nice very nice yeah which is what i assume i just assume that we're the ones that are slobs well we are uh (laughs) <laughs> but yeah then it's like yeah and they're all leaving but this at this moment that robbie really figures out that glenn is like a full-on besides just being a douchebag he's like a full-on yeah. cheater and all this that and the third and i'm just like i want to ask you this at this point um why in the actual fuck is glenn marrying julia this man clearly does not want to get married he does he not want to take care of him He's he wants, rich, apparently. He wants, he wants he didn't he have wants that. A, he wants a live. No, no, no. He wants a live-in maid that he can have sex with. He could just hire a maid and have sex with them. Right, but then he'd have to like, pay them. He's already doing that, but either way, I, I guess it's just like, yeah. I, I hear you out. It's just like, it makes no yeah. sense. I'm just like, dude, you're going to marry her. She's going to catch you cheating, and then she's going to get half. 18 years? More than that, bro. It's half. You know he had her sign a prenup. Do you think? He was. She was with him. Well, before no, he, he made seemed. His money. He seemed to think that it was not that she didn't give a shit about the money. Also, he probably doesn't think she's smart enough to do that. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. true. Either way, uh, Robbie's like, "Oh, this is terrible news." So then Robbie drops Julia off with Glenn. They fuck off. Him and Holly go back to her place, and Holly's like, "Hey, what's up? You want to come inside? Because I want to give you some pussy." And he's like, "You know, I just I." I cannot do that. I have to politely in the most respectful way possible decline. And she's like, how fucking dare you? We're going to have issues immediately. He's like, Glenn's a jerk off. She's like, she's, you know, fucking Julia doesn't even like you. You're broke as fuck. And it's like, you were just trying to fuck me. This now is why not how this down? scene goes at I all. I am discussing your editorial subtext. So it's hard. subtext. It's subtext. It, it, no, I, it, yeah. Just to be clear, Holly does say, 
like, hey, you want to come inside? Like, you know, you'll get lucky. And he's like, right, oh, I've yes, never had but, that. But said like, to her me. response is like, oh my god, you're into Julia. Yes, and then like that's that's like is, the of it. Yeah, and then she follows up with like, well, she was with Glenn because he's safe and secure. That's petty. She's not like, let me tell you the truth. It's, it's, it's like, not. I don't know that it's petty. She, I feel, I don't know that it's in. I like, look, people. It's can a say mystery. Whatever. That least. is it. Is it? She Julia is not with Len because he's rich and can is take she care with of him her. because she loves him. I think in previously she was like I think that before Len had money he was probably not this douche. Right, he probably maybe. was like a normal human being because otherwise why would she be with him? It's like Linda and Robbie were probably different. Like somehow Robbie was like in a fucking band and like the lead singer and like probably doing crazy stuff. And then right. now he's a wedding singer. People can change. They can evolve. You know what I mean? Len and Julia have been together for four years, which also times change. In the 80s, four years, like, man, I gotta, we have to do break up or I have to marry her. And it's like, and nowadays you're like, four years, like, figure it out. You're still just testing the waters. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, like you say, like, either way, Robbie, like, lets the cat out of the bag that he's into Julia. And so Holly's like, oh, I had to tell him that, uh, tells Julia that, you know, Robbie's kind of into you, but I had to tell him that you're with Len for these reasons. And Julia's like, what? No, let me go visit Rose, the old lady, so she can uh, help me out and tell me everything. And it's like, no. Or it's like, oh, Robbie can't help me out anymore because he has to go get a job and have a real life and make money because, you know, that's what happens in the real world. But they're going to frame it like he's selling out because living in your sister's basement is a good life goal, I guess. But Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I love that he goes to the fucking bank and Kevin Nealon is the like bank manager. And he's like, so you have any experience? I have no experience. Um, I actually, I like money. I have a little bit. I'd like to have Keep it in a jar on top of my fridge. Yeah. yeah. That's where you come in, my guy. And he's just like, get the actual fuck out of my house. And he's like, this is the thing I have too, though. Robbie's like, oh, well, I have, can I just do some business cards for that? Impress a girl. Is he specifically trying to impress Julia or is any girl because he's given up on the Julia thing? Or does he, is he acting right now thinking if I can get some money, I can win Julia over? I think, think that I think that that's part of it. I I think that he starts off that that is like a a thing in his mind that he's he's obviously not like making like salient decisions here. Um, but uh, I think that that part of him thinks that yes. Okay, that's what I'm I'm thinking too. But I wanted to confirm because I was like maybe it's just in general because like oh I need that money to have to get somebody to be interested in me or if it was for that specific reason, right? Uh. But yeah, it it's just funny sequence, you know, whatever. Julia is like, okay, I'm gonna go wait for Robbie. So Robbie returns home and uh Julia's like got a present for him, but he's just being a dick, which almost like this is where it's like I get that well, I like I don't understand why you as like we talked about this is where I think you're more oh it's they're 24, but it's like they they have to be in the early 30s or something because Robbie and Glenn were talking about like, oh, 10 years ago you could have gotten that girl, but nowadays no, and he's so it's like Tell him, could you imagine right now the age you're at? Let's just play the scenario out like it's been playing out. But then the girl could, are you going to be like, oh, I mean, like I had to get a job because, you know, security, that's all people care. It's like, what are you doing? Like, this is still yeah. a person, a human being that you're friends with that you know. Why are you like acting like we're in 10th grade right now with your bullshit pettiness? Like, this is adolescent behavior. It's not, yeah. I'm not even not about, like a... fully mature adult. I'm just about, like, it's just like you're just not even being remotely cordial or business-like or friendly in any way and then she's like you're a fucking asshole throws all the papers and i'm just like in my head i'm like how many you know pas did they make 
paperback up? How many takes yeah. do you think they had to do? Well, see, he's that he's clearly like not doing well at this point. Yeah. Right? So that's yeah. He's like, and so yeah, he's like, oh, she made me a perfect gift of like for music for me to write and stuff. I am an asshole. So then he goes to get fucking hammered drunk. Uh which is like, eh, you know, I can't fault you. We've all been there. Uh but then he's like, Oh, I need to go. The guys kind of convince him, hey, why don't you just go tell Julia how you feel and stop being a sad, whiny, just mope because you're ruining the bar vibe. And like even the alcoholics are like, You're you're putting this down. We really need yeah. to get you out of here. So we go see Julia's talking with her mom. And this is where I'm like, I think your mom's trying to help, like from her perspective. But it's like Julia's like, look, mom, I don't know if I love Glenn anymore. She's like, shut the fuck up, marry this motherfucker next week. Like, why yeah, her mom is clearly like incredibly shallow in general, but like it's you know, but Julia, yeah. if, then this is where I now this I get. This part of the movie makes up, I can understand. Robbie's walking to her house. She's like, he sees her in the window. She's in her wedding dress. You know, he sees her really happy and having a great time, but he doesn't know that's because she was crying, trying to imagine her name being Julia Gulia, which I was like, the fact that no, like, not even Glenn will acknowledge that Julia Gulia is a funny ass name is really upsetting to me. Like, that's okay. So, here's jokes. this thing I went to church and I'm trying to remember exactly who this person's name is, but when I was little at my dad's church, there was a woman there who I believe her name was Cheryl Carroll. Um, or like Kara, like it was something like, but it was another thing. These things where it's like, surely not, like surely, 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 it's not this. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, so, but that's he. She's crying as she's saying that. Robbie doesn't see those things. Instead, she starts saying like, "Oh, I'm Mrs. Julia Hart. Oh, I'm also, married to Robbie Hart." Her, she, Julia, you don't marry somebody whose last name is your name. But like with the like the inverse, it's not it's just J and G like it's not even yeah. like it. It's so weird. It's not even like Dulia. Like it's. But it's, I get <laughs> Julia Dulia. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's yeah. at least. The, yeah. But I get I get Robbie's confusion because he thinks that she's like really excited about getting married. So he's like, I'm not going to come ruin this. Until right. I'll just be miserable forever. Hey, let's go back to the bar. Hey, guys, what's up? She's going to she's happy. So I don't want to ruin that. Let me just get hammered and drunk with you guys and ruin y'all's evening. Like we were in here, I was teaching this bum to Michael Jackson dance. What are you doing? Like, they have a good night. They stumble out of the bar. I shouldn't say good night. They have a sad, lonely, drunk night. These three dudes, this random gentleman, Sammy and Robbie. They stumble out of the bar into Glenn and all these ladies. I'm like, Glenn, if you're gonna be a horrendous cheater, maybe do it in the city, not in the small town where your fiance and you are at and stuff like that. That's the issue I have. Like you were like, oh, I live in, I work in New York, so I can always go into the city and get down and dirty and do whatever I want. Why are you walking around with a bunch of skanks on the streets? Like you can't possibly run into anybody that could tell your wife or your I'm sorry, your fiance or it, it's asinine. But then he beats up Robbie, which let's be honest, Robbie. A little less talky talky, a little more punchy punchy. You might have had a better chance, but I don't think Adam Yeah, was... he he just he like started having a conversation. I mean, to be fair, he's drunk, but he like was like, and also, why is this man like this is not the time? Hey, he's he had it. He had it under control. It wasn't like that somebody came up to him and was like, no, I'm fighting you now. Like, if you had swapped this and, like, Glenn had said that to him, then that makes sense. But this man right? just be like, oh, I'm sorry. I used to be much stronger. You didn't – it wasn't even the strength. You just – you just weren't close enough. You just you, – your your depth perception is the issue there. Well, that's what happens uh, when you're a horrible alcoholic. The cirrhosis in your brain yeah. and liver like help, doesn't help your eyesight. But yeah, so Robbie gets beat up. 
then he's like, oh, I'm going to be a sad sack, whatever, whatever. He goes back to his basement, and Linda's there, and she's like, what's up? I made a mistake. I realize I'm 30, and I'm going to be alone forever, so I might as well settle with you. And he's just like, I'm drunk. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to pass out in the yard. Linda's like, let me get you into the bed, which I love how they cut the legs. I'm like, how is Linda dragging Adam Sandler's drunk, limp body into the space? She probably threw him down the stairs. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing, is that, like, it's a basement. That door is at ground level. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm There's saying no like, down the stairs. Yeah, like because if you watch, the, no, you no, 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 video, no, no, like, no, like, like there is he has a door to like the basement. The basement yes, and then there is like one that leads up to the house. No, 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 no. If you watch when Sammy goes into his house earlier in oh. the movie and lays in the bed with him, Sammy goes down like a little. You know, like probably six or seven steps, like goes down a couple, then turns, comes back down. Like, yeah, there's a, there is a few steps in his basement. It's more like a split level. Like, clearly the ground level is like in between. But regardless, uh, Linda's like, let me get you all in bed and like get naked and put on this Van Halen shirt and like, when you wake up, it'll be good to go. Except Julia now comes over to tell Robbie that she's feeling fallen for him and stuff and she wants to, you know, maybe call the wedding off. But then Linda's fucking bitch ass opens the door and it's, and yeah. I don't blame Julia either because she's like, hey, what's up? Is Robbie here? And Linda's like, fuck off, bitch. This is my man now. I'm back together with him. And it's like, Linda, you are the worst. Like, go away. And then, you know, so Julia's like, all right, I'm heartbroken now. So I guess I'm going to be forced. Like, it's like, hey, girl, you can also just still break up with Len just because you're Robbie might potentially right. be marrying or be back with Linda doesn't mean that you have to. But she's like, no, Len, let's go. I'm going to wait. And of course, there's a joke. Len sleeps in like leopard print thong underwear or whatever and it's like yeah okay cool fine but that's like yeah let's go to vegas let's get married also it helps you to believe this is a small town clearly there's only one flight to vegas because they end up all on it but julia is like all right let's go to vegas and elope but it's like fucking a right let's do it luckily uh holly runs to rose and uh frank rose and frank's 50th wedding anniversary hey robbie Julia is in love with you. She came to tell you last night. She saw Linda. She freaked out. They're going to get married. He's like, shit, let's go. I got to go. Drive straight to the airport. I do love this thing, though. That This is how you know it's the 80s. Because when they were in the bar, uh, Sammy told Robbie, hey, man, I know that you care about the girl. I know that you're miserable without her. Just go tell her how you feel. You'll, you know, you'll, it'll do you a lot of good. Like, it'll help you with your mental health. Like, just, just go tell her. And he's like, thanks, man. And it's like, but hey, you can't ever tell anybody that I said this because right. I'm, a, I'm a straight man. And then they get to the airport and it's like, hey, I need a ticket uh, to Vegas. Sorry, we only have one seat available. It's in first class. All right, cool. Let me borrow your credit card. Are you going to pay me back? No. But if I, I will tell everybody what you told me last night. And he's like, take my credit card. I'm like, no, bitch, pay me back my money. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I am not. I mean, he could have just said any, no. Literally. But like, you can tell no. you. But then. The weirdest part, which I think the movie wants to lead you to believe, is Holly is like, oh my god, Sammy, that was so sweet of you. It's like, let him use your car. And he's like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm like, are y'all trying to insinuate that Sammy and Holly are going to now be a thing? Because it kind of works out. you know. Like, yes, yeah. Not like opposed to it. It's, it's fine. But again, yeah, so Sammy was on the plane, and one of the best cameos in all of film history will start to take place in this plane. But yeah, Julian uh by the way i'm like glenn if you're this loaded why are you in your girl flying fucking coach you can't spring on your wedding flight to go 
first class with your rich ass. You spent seven hundred dollars on a CD player, but yeah. you can't spring uh, for first class. So, so another thing. So, like, I only sit in the aisle seats on airplanes if I can help it because I want to be able to get up and use the bathroom without having to wake anybody. I would much rather have people ask me to get up 47 times so they could go than me have to do that once. Once, So there is no universe that exists where that cart is going to touch you. Thank you. The whole time I'm like, she had that like, because you watched it. I was like, I watched this time. Drew had to genuinely like stick her arm out Far yeah, shit. you gotta be just like, so it, yeah, just so that it, way the car. They're would not hit her designed. Elbow. They're designed to not have that be it. Like you know, like they would take a pretty drunk flight attendant to hit your elbow <laughs> with the yeah. car. They're like they're pretty small, but uh, this is where I get confused because yeah. So Glenn, also, Kellum, you could probably help me out. How long is the flight from? you know, your general area to Vegas, like New York to Vegas would be what, or like two um, hours, let's see. two and a that's, half maybe. That's probably probably like four, three or four. Okay. Okay. Fair enough then. Cause I was just like, cause it's like two hours to get to Texas. Okay. And it would be so, longer than that. So yeah. that would make more sense. So I would think the reason why I brought this up though, is because Julia, I guess like I said, casual nap. And Glenn's like, hey, baby, you want to join the Mile High Club? With You're flying to get married. Your fiancé is sitting next to you. And right. you're still trying to fuck a flight attendant on the yeah, plane? She, like, sorry. He had to say that to her. Across. Julia. Yeah, across yeah. Julia because Julia's in the aisle seat. But by this point, though, Robbie has enthralled. First, he enthralled uh, Ginger because they're always in for gossip. But by the time we cut back... Robbie has the entire first class cabin like enthralled with this story about him and Julia's love story and what he's doing and stuff. And that's when the attendant comes in and is like, this piece of shit just, you know, basically sexually right. harassed me. And it's like, oh, my God, that sounds like, holy shit, guys, it's Glenn and Julia are on this plane. And they're like, holy fuck. And I would like to say the best part of all of this the plane sequence is the fact that fucking Billy goddamn Idol is on this plane just playing himself. Right. Obviously, he's pretending he's pretending like he's 30 years younger and it's. Actually, it's not true. He's pretty like he's you know fifteen years younger because this did come out in ninety eight. So Bill, it's their flashback into the eighties. So it's like right. they're just de aging him slightly with makeup. But the fact that he's like just like I'm in it. Like Billy Idol will be so in this love story. What are you talking about? Like he's like he doesn't try to pretend right. or have this phony like oh Billy Idol's and this that and the other kind of person. He's like nah, Billy Idol's about love, guys. I'm I will be interested in this story. Then cute runaway gag. The ginger lady is like, what's the Mile High Club? And Billy Idol gives her like a, hey, you want to find that? It's like, Billy, that is like a 50-year-old mother. Can you please put it in your pants for two seconds? Yeah. But then... He does a song. And, he does the, uh, like, one of the, probably like the best moment from the whole movie. And what I think helps keep this movie relevant for like, it's been 20 years, is the song. Like this moment for at the end of a... Like every rom-com has to have a cute moment at the end of it. To like people get people to remember yeah you know whether like whatever move you know rom-com or love movie you want to get has to have a moment and this one is a good one in my opinion i thought the song was clever it takes all the things that they, the characters themselves actually talked about throughout the movie and he writes it into the song so it actually holds up and gives you like good callbacks and references and meanings to uh everything they talked about throughout the whole movie so it helps out. But then, yeah, of course, 
while the whole song's going on, is Glenn asleep or is he just ignoring the fact that this as I'm like he doesn't realize it's it, almost voice, immediately? Or... He like the as soon so I would say within 45 seconds of the song starting, he is He's like, like I, I don't think the so him noticing that it was Robbie before seeing him would imply thinking about people on a level that he doesn't. That's fair. No. It does, but like it does take about you know five seconds after Robbie emerges from the curtain no. to be like, what is this motherfucker so, doing here? So he, what I do have to say is I would give any amount of money to see the air marshal at this point when like the flight attendants are fucking like taking out this dude with their carts. It's like, hey, wait, that's actually. Hey, kill him. This yeah. is 1998. Airports were still cool. The thing no, hadn't no. happened yet. I'm not saying airports. I said the air marshal. You know, what I'm saying to you sky is. Sky police. The, the only air marshal. The plane with a gun. What I'm, saying, what I'm saying to you is it wasn't until never forget that there was an air marshal on planes often. They didn't do that beforehand. That's why it was so that, easy. Were there air marshals on any of the planes no, that were hijacked? True. There were that's not. True. That's true. That's not that's a thing. True. Well, regardless, the, the fact that, that any of this happened was just like, yeah, it's just happening. That's, that's Also, just... they did state clearly they let the first class passengers right. do whatever the fuck they want to do. So if Billy Idol's like, hey, I want to hit this piece of shit with this bar cart, they're like, by all means, do yeah. it. Yeah, you're Billy yeah. Idol. Yeah. What I do love, though, is you know, Glenn's like, hey, Billy, I'm going to fuck you up if you did this. Like, then this random biker is like, hey, you don't talk to Billy Idol like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, like behind him with like, I got a stupid face. Like, that's right. Yeah. I might be Billy Idol. Maybe I'm a small dude. Fucking tough as shit bikers are listening to Billy Idol. Which yeah, is it's wild. fine. It was the it's 80s. Like, I... It's weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then Glenn gets like thrown in the bathroom. And then I'm like, this is my, my question. Like, once Robbie and Julia clearly establish that they're like in love and gonna be together, they don't have to keep Glenn locked in the closet or in the bathroom. Like they put the bar cart in front of the door and everything. He's like, no, when we get to Vegas, she we'll let you out once the plane is fully yeah. deboarded. Like, what? <laughs> Thomas, I don't know why this popped into my head. And you also won't. Do you remember that Chris Rock movie where he dies and then he down goes- to earth? Is that what that fucking movie is where he gets yeah, brought he, back to life as an, an old, old white, man. white man? Yeah, and he's like, hey, Regina Hall, what's good, we girl? Really, like, yes. We really just had like a period of time where we were like, fucking Chris Rock can just do whatever he wants. Yeah. Okay, That's anyways, how, moving on. That happened, Dude, we had that period happened for Adam Sandler. If you, yeah, there was a Head period of, of state, time, yeah, was, there's a period yeah. of time when movies were cheap enough that they were like, people like it. There's good enough audience. Martin Lawrence, all of them, they all had yeah. like random, just all these movies, but we cut from Robbie and Julia's beautiful kiss to they're at the wedding. They just got married. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Alexis Arquette. By the way, I want to bring up Alexis Arquette one more time. It's George, when Robbie marries Linda, I don't know if you know the system is like the most amazing cut away ever. So the whole yeah, time. It's like yeah, so, happy. If I, and then, like, oh, I got the, the second that like, the oh, mirror yeah, breaks. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and what I love is. Smeared, yes. Yeah. Is that was the part that I was like, that is the best touch. Is that like you yeah. see the whole time George's like, nope. Don't worry about Rose, like Mama Rose. Like it's okay. Like everything's cool, and it's like just Georgia keep everything's fine. We're all together. The second that mirror breaks, yeah, like it's like the makeup goes from perfect to immediately just destroyed, and like yeah. ah, it's like what that was like. And so very quick, uh, yeah. And at this wedding, you know, George is very happy, and everybody's having a great time. Uh, and the best part to bookend it, Steve Buscemi's character is not lost anymore. He's found his calling. He is the new wedding singer. He took over 
the group or the band or yeah. whatever. And he's got a new band, this weddings. And so good luck, Jimmy Moore, because now you're about to go yeah, even further this is, down. Th this leads into the remake that we're going to do of the wedding singer, where it's a lot like Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, where you have to murder Adam Sandler's character and then he dies. And then you put on his, uh, you know, metallic blazer. So and, speaking uh, of, grow a mullet. Um, I'm glad that you brought this up randomly. I ran uh, directly from David Grumholtz's lips. Well, his tweets. He was talking about when Santa Claus 2 came out and he was like, dude, Tim Allen's a god. You know, he was doing all this great stuff. You know, I was thinking I was hot shit because I'm 24 years old and this, that, and the other. And Disney tried to have him be his character from the Santa Claus like on stage for Hillary Duff while she was singing at the Christmas parade or something like that. And he was like, fuck off. I'm David Crumholtz. I'll be in the front, like on a horse and carriage, like just riding a horse as myself. And Disney was like, okay, like you're really fucking us, but like, all right, you can ride a horse and just be yourself. And he remember being like, oh, Hillary Duff, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, you're a piece of shit. And he's like, so I didn't get cast or work with Disney for 20 years. And he's like, all I want to say is just, you know, do what a uh, little thing that somebody asks. You're an actual performer. Maybe you just perform from time yeah. to time instead of being a piece of shit. And it's like, you brought up that Tim Allen thing and Santa Claus, and I was just like, random fucking thing that I literally was reading about Santa Claus today because David Crumholtz was just randomly being like, yo, I used to be a piece of shit, and I got punished for it, and I think that y'all should not do that. Like, hey, good on breaking the cycle, David. But yeah. back to this movie. It's a beautiful ending. You know, Buscemi is killing it. You know, you're like, look, I would hire you again over Jimmy Moore. My main question to you is this, Kellum. How do you think this stacks up comparably to the other Sandler Barrymore rom-coms? I guarantee you that you have not seen Blended. I think that's the third one. But I, I do know that you saw blended. 50 First Dates. So how do you kind of think? Are those the like, three? Yes. I'm going to just um, confirm right quick to make sure that it's better than board. 50 First Dates. I do believe that which as is well. Which is a questionable film, morally speaking. How so? Because Drew Barrymore gets no option of whether or not to be in this relationship. I thought that the purpose was that she did choose that she just doesn't remember that she does, but has been right, falling in love. Right. She you chose I mean? at that point. That that's day, what I'm saying. Like that, that day, no, no, no. every day. That day she chose. She does not get and like she does not never gets the the like slate. Of like being able to make that decision again, she is presented well, she, with "You've made this decision." Well, I mean, in fairness, she puts the VHS tape in, and it's like, "Hey, what's up? We've been married for years, and here is your daughter that we have together." It's like, and your dad and brother are also like obviously cool with this and aware of all. So it's like, it's, okay, I don't, I, I, I think it's questionable, but I also don't. Think I hear where you're coming movie. from. That is probably the better point to bring up. It's also just not, <laughs> it's a good movie. Like, yeah. But no, so yeah, um, it's, 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 it's. It's. I, I like better. it now. How would you compare it to the other? Have you seen any of the Jennifer Aniston ones or like how did you compare the wrong this rom com? I would say the rom com. The Jennifer not the Aniston what's? He's got three rom coms with Jennifer Aniston as well. You don't know this? You gotta keep up with things a little better than what, you. What movies did he do with Jennifer Aniston? I'll look this up in a second. So you got the wedding singer, just to confirm for by the way, Drew Barrymore was in the string of these. Because after Wedding Singer, she also did Ever After. Just go with it. That's right. okay. So 2011 is past the time of me giving a shit what Adam Sandler is doing. I, I just make that very worked clear. at the movie theaters during this time frame. So it I does, not does not count. Does not count. Um, no, it's not. 
Yeah, 50 first dates. And I will keep scrolling to confirm that it is blended because blended might be one. I did watch answer. Click. Click is a good one, yes. But that's Kate Beckinsale, just to be clear. Oh, I thought that was. Nope, that's Kate Beckinsale. You know, Adam Sandler casts himself with like all the funny, amazingly beautiful women in every movie that he's in. You know, don't forget he was married to Julie Bowen. It does not look like it was blended. So I got to figure out what this. Other yeah, he is. he does not do. Any it is other, blended. It is blended. He does not third. do any other movie with uh with Jennifer. Jennifer. I'm pretty sure they have this whole thing going back and forth where Jennifer and Drew argue back and forth with uh Sandler about oh murder mystery sister. and murder yep, mystery one and two. two. There it is. Those are the other two, which I also have not seen. But you know, good for them. Uh, I like it a lot. I think compared in terms of like the Adam Sandler rom com movies. Which I'm going to focus more on the romance than the comedy. I like this one the best. If obviously, yeah, Happy Gilmore is a better movie, but so it's more here's comedy than what romance. I will say about this movie that I think is the best thing to be said about this movie is that very rarely in films, especially movies looking backwards, twenty five years, um, am I like, oh wow, this is not hugely problematic um, that like. The only really shitty behavior that happens is used to illustrate how bad yeah. someone is. And like whenever like the protagonist is doing anything like that it is to illustrate that he is fucked up. Like there is yeah. there is no that you don't have a high fidelity thing where like John yes. Cusack fucking yes. sucks shit the whole time. But like you also want us to think he's cool. Like it, it's thing- not... I want to point that out to you. Yeah, like we, I touched on it with Alexis Arquette and stuff, but no, there was no. This is a movie that came out in the nineties. Yeah. It's set in the eighties. There good. was no hard yeah. Fs, and I'm not talking yeah. about fucks. There was no hard Fs. There were. There was like, considering the movies that me and Kel, yeah. and I'm sure some of y'all well, had to watch, and there was very minimal gay panic. There was the, very like, there you was know, there is no way to find a comedy movie from the eighty from the nineties or early 2000s that does not bring up fat shaming a little bit. Um, so that is present. But by and large, this movie is like fairly wholesome. Um, it is. There's there's fat shaming and I don't even, he's like, oh, at table nine, all the mutants. And so I was like, right. But like, all, but like yeah. the fact that that was what I was like upset yeah. with and not anything way worse. Yeah, it's was very nice. It is, I would say of his movies, the most wholesome that he has made. It does feel that way, yeah. I mean, I try to think. I don't if... think anything that he made in the past in fifteen years counts as anything. No, I'm trying to think. I but... feel like he did a kids movie though, like an animated kids movie, but I cannot recall off the top of my Pixels. head. Pixels. That's not counting. That's not an actual animated kids movie. That's not. Oh, a- you mean a- Rain a- Over Me? No. That yep, the nine eleven movie. I meant that. No, I I'll Airheads. Yes, Airheads. Was a, oh, he did. A he did do the Hotel Transylvanias. Thank you. That's what it was. Uh, but those are more vehicles. The it's cobbler. Not, like, <laughs> are we thinking of Netflix as the cobbler? Oh my god! No, I was thinking of Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. Uh, but no, I enjoyed a lot. I, I would definitely guarantee this is a top five salmon movie. Yeah, it's it, it is. Yeah, it is things. just a like this is a movie that you could show pretty much anybody of. Largely, and other than a couple of language things, um, of largely any age group, and it just oh, man, be, I told you, it, it just I, be fine. So this came out in 1998, so I can yeah. comfortably say I saw this in Illinois in 1999 on VHS. Yeah. I from I had seen it by the year 2000. Yeah, 
Yeah. I watched it with my family, and they were like, yeah, this is, no point. Now, the funniest thing to me, Kel, the, it, I, was, I wanted to give credit to the TV edits. I've watched Wedding Singer on regular TV as well. The only time they have to edit anything is in the Somebody Kill Me Please song. Yeah. I wanted, but the way they do it is they just make it sound like he's blowing out the mic every time he curses. Just to say, I want to fucking die. It's like, I want to, oh, mic feedback. And it's like, that's clever. Yeah. Because instead of Mr. Falcon, you know, or things like that, it's like, no, nah, dude, like you can just pretend and just add in like a fucking blown out mic real quick and have it come back. And it'll be like, okay. So I wanted to give that crap. The music on this movie, I want to say last thing for my final thought. The music is phenomenal. And if you want to just listen to some banger one hit wonders from the 80s and other things, this, this movie is just chock full up and down, yeah. left, right, and center Solid. through. Uh, yeah, it's just I was like, how did y'all I think that maybe the way they got around some of it is some of the bigger songs are like they're being covered, like you know, like the wedding bands are playing them as right, opposed yeah. to uh, actually having the music play so that so they, they picked the cheaper ones and played the more expensive they, they, ones it is transformative in nature, therefore it is, yeah it's acceptable to yeah. do, yeah but I'll, I'll read this first then so we can get on out of here. Uh, I think it holds up extremely well. And I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I really like it. Thoroughly enjoy it. I would go a little higher. But I personally think a couple of things hold it back. And it's little stupid things. But it's like, as I've gotten a little older, I you know, I don't need the random nipple conversation. Right, I don't yeah. need, like there's certain things where you're like, this is a joke. But I'm at this point in my life, it's not yeah. worth it. <laughs> yeah. How do I, you feel, Cal? What do you want to I I'm gonna give this like a 7.7 because it is good. I don't necessarily enjoy it that much at this point. I've seen this movie a lot. Again, this is one of the few VHSs that we had that I actually liked um as a, a younger person. Um it is but it's a great movie. Uh again, the pretty much ticks the boxes for 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 most things um but yeah that that's that's where i'm sitting at you know All right, solid perfect, flick. perfect well i'm glad that we both agree that's a solid flick and that we enjoyed it uh we're gonna find out next week i could not we'll, even yeah, remotely tell no one... you what to anticipate or expect kel will tell you about the movie but i'll just tell you i have i oh, think well. this could go this would go one of two directions i could either enjoy this it could turn into a highlander type scenario for me so you could like it or not that's, well but in a different way bold. i think yeah. i do think it's i don't mean like i'm either gonna like it or not i think it will be an extreme i think i will either will very much be on this movie's wavelength or i will very much not be on this movie's wavelength so we'll find out but if you want to reach out to me tell me what kind of wavelength you're on you can always find me on the medias at stimpy is king more importantly though do me a huge favor and come on over. Just take whatever you're listening to unqualified already. Boom. Where you're listening to this, just type in and search Stimson ain't easy. It's the podcast I do with my brothers. We have a lot of fun. We get to, you know, shoot the shit, mess with each other, have a great time. So come check that out. And in a few weeks, maybe we'll have one or two of my brothers on unqualified. But until then, please rate, and review and subscribe and share this podcast with anybody and everybody you know i know some places you know like how the 
chain email thread. I don't know if those are a thing anymore. Remember when it was like, hey, send this to, forward this to seven people or you're going to have fucking, I'm going to come to your house and murder you, Sheila. And I've sort of got all the stab your eyeballs out. I'm going to rip out your hole. I'm going to take the viscera out of your skull. I'm going to hurt you, everything like this. And you're like, what? I'm going to forward this. I don't know if they do that anymore, but just no, they, have this episode don't. be that. You know, just send, like, hey, man, um, they told me if I send this to every single person in my contacts list then you know bad luck for my mom and she's gonna die in seven days so i had to just make sure and send this out to everybody that way we can get more audience members more listeners you know if anything else though, if you want to reach out to us personally if you want to do anything like that i'll let kel tell you how to reach us all right. Well, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Unqualified Observers. We loved having you by with us for this uh, particular jaunt, uh, this cinematic adventure. Uh, if you would please, as Thomas said, rate and review the show. Uh, it's very helpful for us. Uh, and if you would like to follow us on social media, you can do so on Instagram at Unqualified Observers. You can do so on Twitter at ObserveCast. You can also email us at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com. Any of these are great ways to reach out and say, you know, like, hey, uh, thinks you folks should watch this movie. I think that you guys would really enjoy it. Uh, if you've got, say, you know, um, things that we didn't talk about in this episode that you wish we had, you can email us and, you know, uh, mention those things and we'll bring them up in our next episode. Uh, if you say between now and next, you watch the movie that we are going to be watching in our next episode, uh, a little flick that I know everyone out there remembers by the name of Dog Soldiers. That's right. That's right, y'all. It is Dog Soldiers up in the biz. Um, okay, so... This is going to be some legwork to watch. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, you, you will pay $4. <laughs> you will pay for it more than likely. Uh, you can, well, okay. You can watch it on Pluto for free. You can watch it on Plex for free. Watch it on Freebie for free. Prime Video for, wait, is it on Prime Video for free? Is it on Prime Video for free? I know that the first three are free, but they will have ads. It does have who's ads. This, you know, who's to say if this could but this also movie but is, also uh, Prime Video now just has ads. Wait, word? Yeah. That even for like the regular people. Yeah, that, that, already... yeah that, that was a thing that actually somebody like the folks are trying to sue uh, Amazon now because they like misled people into becoming Prime subscribers. They yeah, you can pay, I think like two or three dollars more a month and get and like not have any more ads. But now you have if you have Prime, you have ads. I haven't used Prime in a minute because there has been yeah, no it, it, I stuff, just but... went on there and it started playing a freebie ad. So I will tell you this much though. And it said add one of eleven. I need to make it very clear. One of eleven? Yep. Now, if you get to the end of that eleven, is it like all right now you get 43 hours of video to watch? No, nope. I'm gonna show you five and a half minutes. That is yeah, no, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm guessing on that, but I'm probably not far off. But anyway, so go like, go watch uh, go watch Dog Soldiers. If you want to watch it, I'm not going to tell you too much about it. Uh, it's you know, it's a there's there's soldiers that are dogs. And dogs. It's got well, well, Davos Seaworth from Game of Thrones in it. Yeah. Hey, if that wants to help you, Thrones Liam something. Out there. Yeah. I, yeah, dude. Some of us really do love Thrones and don't 
you know what's funny, Kellen? Let me tell you about this before we actually get out of here. One final thing. I was talking to some people, and they were just like, they had the audacity to claim that a show can be ruined. Like Game of Thrones, oh, show, the whole show is terrible because the ending sucked. And I was like, just to be clear, you can hate the ending. That's fine. I was like, can you tell me a show that has a great finale? Because there are people like, oh, Six Feet Under. Seven people watched that show, okay? Nobody watched Six Feet Under. Right, but that Stop wasn't talking. the question. No, I understand that. But I'm saying, but like, yeah. there are people like, yeah, here's a couple that have ended well. MASH. You know, but, I'm talking about, but like most TV shows do actually disappoint in the end. You know how many yes. people were upset with the end of Lost? Every fucking person. R right, r right. But, but they got past the thing, it and is Lost is still great. The Sopranos cuts to black. Most shows don't become the Kleenex of bad show endings like you know what i'm saying like most okay, of them look, don't become the thing that you say before yeah. game of thrones what would have been the quote-unquote kleenex the sopranos ended poorly that, you know there there was everything one. ends bad there was that's why it's the kleenex they fuck it like it's not even it's like if hydrox was successful it's like it's not even the Aria because they brought it. Like, yeah, there's a Sopranos thing, but it wasn't even a thing that people gave too much of a shit about. Like, it, like people watched the shit out of Sopranos and they were like, that was weird. And then a week later, they were talking about something else. This, this, I was watching. I remember people with there was gnashing of teeth, <laughs> there oh, was dude, rending people, of flesh. Like, people it's, were it's, so angry. Yeah. I was, I just was like, that sucked. I'm just gonna go from cut to black. That's the ending yeah, of the show. Like, right, I'm just, gonna, everything after cut gonna, to black is not real. Yeah. But the fact that people are like, I'm like, y'all are so this to me, Kellum, this to me is the equivalent. I'm gonna pick a bad example because I don't know of a story that exists this long that I could use. Okay. But this to me is the equivalent. Okay. If you're basically, you know, I'll pick Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. You're basically going along and you're like you're reading this book and then like in Harry Potter, I'm reading this book. Oh, Voldemort kills Harry. Oh, he comes back. Oh, Harry's going to kill Voldemort. Neville! Fuck this piece of shit, Neville Long. I'm going to throw this book. I'm going to burn 73 buildings. No. What? No. Like, this is... this. Okay, fine. Luna Lovegood killing Voldemort. How the fuck dare you? Like, whatever you want to pick. This is like Frodo, like, losing. And then, you know, I don't know, saying that, like, oh, dude, actually what happened was uh, Frodo and Sam died. And it's, then it's more Barry like and Pippin showed up and so there's, into the there's a door. new student named Craig that we've never met and that Harry just starts like working for his dad. That's and not, then that's not fully accurate. So right. because we spent the whole show with Brand. It's a terrible choice. He's not an unknown character. It's just that he's an all powerful seeing being who can change the course of events to make things fall his way now. So it's not feasible or right. fair. Nor did he ever claim to want to do that, or should he have? However, it was still a character. So it has to be a character you've grown, you've seen the whole show. Bran was there day one through the end. There was one season where they had no Bran because that character was going through puberty. And they were like, let's let your voice finish right. developing. And it okay. was like, cool. Everything else, though, I, I hate the character choice of him taking, like, being in charge. Don't get me wrong, I hate it. But it's like... It's a bad ending. It's just a bad ending, it's a, a bad, bad choice. It's not... It doesn't ruin the stuff beforehand. I, I, like, I don't know that it, it necessarily ruins it. I can't watch the show without being aware that the place I'm being led to sucks. Okay, that is no, the, that that is that's fair. fine. That's fine. Yeah. But to me, that's like okay. But if that's the equivalent equivalent of 
I'm trying to think of something where like, okay, that's Godfather be like, 3. Hey, we're on this it's Godfather trip. 3. We are going to Branson. But yes, we're going to have like, fun on the way. It's Godfather 3. Yeah, it's like, okay, Kellen, but we had a great road trip. You, I, and Andrew going to fucking bumfuck Indiana. The destination was not important nor worth going to. And nor was the concert we attended. However, we still had a good road trip going up there. Yeah. Yeah. But if that road trip had lasted six years, six to seven to eight to nine years, <laughs> and then it had been that, and then we're just like, okay, now we went to Denny's, just and now we're going to turn around and drive aimlessly back. Around, like, we, we drove aimlessly yeah. around America yeah, and we, ended we, up we, in fucking our, Indiana. And then our battery fucking dies in a, in a fucking truck stop parking lot because we left the lights on. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's no. great though, to, to me though, it's like yeah, I can understand that. It's just yeah. it's, it's a bad ending, but it's just like there things end badly sometimes. There are books that have bad yes. endings. There right. are things that have bad endings. This is one Again, of those times. It's one of those times. It's like, dude, how many? Yeah, like it's. I don't understand why it's like the, why this one is the one that really. It's because it made everyone watch it. It's it's For, that's you it's, have, look, it's different. The show. It's not the show's fault that it was that good. Again, Godfather no. Three might be the best example I can give. The first two Godfathers are considered two of the five to 20 greatest movies ever made, ever. And the third one, there was like, oh, it's dog shit. Watch the third Godfather. It's not a good movie, but it's not a bad movie. It's just like, eh. That's, but it's like, oh, Godfather 3 is the white. Oh, it's like, Sophia Coppola can't act. It's like, guys, let's grow up and move past it. You know, like, let's not, did y'all see Transformers 2 and 3? Don't talk to me about bad movies right. or bad, like, don't, don't do that to yourself. Like, there are real things out here that exist that are not enjoyable or fun. That's just a poor choice. And considering how we all know those two douche nozzles who wanted to go work on Star Wars came up with their own ending, if George R. R. Martin ever publishes again before he dies, that won't be the actual ending in the book. So everybody can calm the fuck down. I, I think that we can agree what he writes will be worse. Right? We we could all we all agree it'll be worse that, right? and different at the same time. Yeah, it will be yeah, different. It will be worse in a way that nobody could have decided could have foreseen. It's like to me, I'm like, I'm wondering though. I don't I, I'm sorry I've taken this into the Game of Thrones thing. Right. But I'm wondering if he would have still wanted to kill Daenerys off, but then now because of that issue, he's like, well, I gotta keep her alive, even though I've clearly I, been building I think the that whole thing. You're implying a level of th like I feel like the the way he, he writes created the whole world. That's he not what I'm saying. What no. I'm saying is that at this point in this, the way he writes is not necessarily like, okay, now this will happen. It's like he is like victim to what he has written previously. And yeah. so, like, because he has done this, it's just like now the pen is moving this way. Like, it's not really like I don't think that he has much, much agency left. I think it just kind of like moves through him, you know. Okay. It's it's because okay. I mean that's the thing. Like people have talked about that. Like he just kind of like he doesn't. He has so many things happening at so many different times that don't feel like they're necessarily planned with each other. That it kind of like that determines the story. Rather than he deter than him determining what is happening there, I can see that. We're I'm going to see if it happens again because yeah. they're doing my King Killer Chronicle as a TV show, oh. and I'm like, they didn't finish that series either. We're still waiting for the third and final. Oh, book, hey, which will they are never doing come out. That. They aren't what? They aren't doing that as a show. I saw it was coming out. Yeah, what are you talking about? They they yeah. said they weren't doing that like years ago. Talking about the Lin Manuel Miranda one, right? Like no. how. He would uh, he no. he Lin Manuel Miranda was originally attached to doing the King Killer Chronicles like five or six years ago. Well, from what I understood, there was another. Let's see, 
uh, there's another or King Killer Chronicles. Let's see, TV show. You mean the movie? Oh, it's a movie they're doing, not the TV show now. Because yeah, it's the, King, the, the first article, the King Killer Chronicle <laughs> adaptation is doomed to repeat what saying. made people hate Game of Thrones season eight. So like that just feels appropriate. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, we'll be on that. <laughs> but maybe it's a movie because yeah, it's from Lionsgate, and I yeah, don't think Lionsgate no, does yeah. TV. But yeah, I was like, hey guys, um, those books are great, but we don't know how the story goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we don't no. know. Neither does Patrick, how many, so it's okay. Think about think about how many, and I, by how many, I mean every single one. Think about how every Stephen King book that anybody's ever picked up and read, and you're like, this is the fucking greatest thing I've ever read. And you about two thirds of the way through, and then you're like, what is happening? This is starting to go downhill fast. Yeah. Like this is these look. We just have to accept that sometimes things are created by J.J. Abrams and his ilk, which is they can do all the start and ride. They have no way to land or figure like, hey, man, we're just here. It's like starting to build your roller coaster tycoon design, but you don't finish the yeah. roller coaster, but you're still putting people on. You're like, well, we'll get it done before yeah. like they finish, you know, but yeah, okay, let's wrap it up, though. We've okay. chatted a little bit extra for no reason. OK, well, all right. On that note, uh. Until next time, I'm Kellen. And I'm Thomas. And we don't know anything.